The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Shirley would go down her breakfast, shut the fridge and join the throng. Margaret Beatty snatched the milk and scanned the news and went along. Annie Harris drew the curtains, screwed her eyes up, had a peek, saw the marchers, heard their voices making early morning noises, stumbled back to bed and tried to sleep. Come with us, run with us, we're gonna change the world, you'll be amazed, so full of praise, when we rearrange your world, we're gonna change. Shuffling through the cold black morning with the marchers' spirits low, grunting greetings, grimly pressing on to where they had to go. When the sun came up, they brightened, stopped to have their thermos brew. Annie Harris got up gladly, pondered for a little sadly, then got on with what she had to do. So come with us, run with us. We're gonna change the world, you'll be amazed, so full of praise, when we rearrange your world, we're gonna change your world. At their target number swollen, up the marchers' banners go, chanting, shouting out with leaflets, protest for everyone to know. In front of all the traffic, Harry busy shopping wives Try to stir their ostrich notions, whip them up to wild emotions Put some fire into their wretched lives So come with us, run with us We're gonna change the world, you'll be amazed So full of praise, when we rearrange your world We're gonna change Still sitting by a policeman from the road Margaret Beatty had her face slapped by a man she tried to goad Annie Harris in the office Paused in typing, thought of Don Glanced again at his last letter Died for others to live better Brushed away a tear and carried on We're gonna change the world, you'll be amazed, so full of praise when you rearrange the world. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. I want to know your sex injuries today, please. I don't mean because you were attacked. I have friends over at the weekend. I won't say which one, but one of my friends not only snapped his banjo string. But also, in an, in another 
sexual encounter. I don't quite know what happened, and he was uh, reluctant to discuss it, but he, he kind of snapped his penis. He, he, and he Sounds to me like someone's been overcompensating. Doesn't it? He snapped his penis, and now it's got a, a bend in it. Whoever that man is, if he's listening, you're good enough. You don't have to go to those, I was going to say, lengths. Well, it, I mean, exactly. So I want to know, tonight, your sex injuries, 0344-499-1000. Uh, we've got a guest on at midnight. We, if you listen to Friday's show, you would have heard us discussing some of her research, some of her theories. She believes, she's an author, she believes that if you want to attract male or the partners, you get a little bit of, um, I mean, what is the Latin for fanny juice? God. And you put it behind your ears. What's her name? She's coming on. Jan Boudrum. Jan Boudrum is coming on, uh, at midnight. We're gonna get, we'll get her on after midnight, because yeah, it's... She's a sex expert, and we want to be able to express yes. herself as, uh, as, as fully as she can. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, guys and gals, you're welcome to call in 0344-499-1000 about anything you want. Happy to discuss definitions of post-traumatic stress disorder, a condition which is sadly not confined to the brave women and men that serve in our armed forces. Been having to educate a lot of a lot of um, people on Twitter today, there's a video that's gone up, it's only had 60,000 views, I mean, it's nothing really, it's only had 60,000 views of me suggesting, just thinking out loud, just kicking some ideas around, something that we used to pride ourselves on as a nation, of kicking ideas around, not making any definite statements, just hypothesizing that possibly the reason there is i have seen it's not t statistically accurate but i have seen more incidents of anger in the streets on twitter and people phoning this show and other shows in shops i'm hypothesizing that possibly it's got something to do with brexit something to do with having a lying racist prime minister the uncertainty of no deal the uncertainty of will there won't be there be an election are we going to go to the polls again all these things combined could possibly have created some form of mass national ptsd and the point i was trying to make that there's so much anger was highlighted by if you go and find that thread on twitter at talk radio and then read that thread my god <gasps> some of those people some of those but they they touch their mothers with those fingers that they've typed those words i've never seen the c word so many times basically most of them are calling me i'm going to use two words that are really offensive and I'm, I'm going to use them, and I'm, I apologise. Some of you will find these words offensive. I'm using them examples. I've been called a mong and a retard. It's the last time I'll use those words. They're thoroughly, thoroughly unpleasant words. Because those are old-fashioned, however. Yeah, exactly. I've been called a C. I've been told I'm mental. I've had jokes about my appearance, my divorce, my drug addiction, my my suicidal things. But people um, saying I stitched up my mates in the jungle by stealing strawberries. Trust me, I hated everybody in that bloody jungle. I didn't have any mates. I didn't steal from any mates. Um, it's a really, it's a, I mean, I find it funny. Someone just asked, 
how that affects my mental health. Doesn't at all. Not one, not one iota. Because I'm impenetrable. At the moment, I'm completely impenetrable. So the threats of violence, people telling me to go and kill myself, people threatening to phone up the show, they won't. Um, it, it's, it's had no effect. It's, it's saddened me and it's made me think, oh, okay, there is something in this. Um, and there's been a little bit of abuse from some Remainers as well towards anger on both sides, but primarily because of the nature of the video. I get it. Primarily it's been very violent anger. I don't necessarily mean I I implying physical violence. I'm talking violent in the use of language uh, directed at me. And that's absolutely... Um, that's absolutely fine. I would love to know how many of the people who commented actually watched the video because a lot of what they're saying is irrelevant. Yep. And doesn't account for... Well, it, it's got nothing to do with what you're actually saying. Yeah. And also you would think, if you've seen the end of it, surely you see the catch here. Yeah. Which is, and now look at the answer, the uh, responses to this. They'll all be furious. Can you I... play into that, surely, if you'd watched it, would you? Can I just say, everyone who's called me a C... Everyone who's called me an R and an M, I won't say those words again. Everyone who's told me I should kill myself, joked about my marriage breakdown, joked about my drug, every one of you, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I have no ill will towards any of you. I have no bitterness. I have no anger. If I have any emotion, it's sadness, sadness and love. That's all I've got for you. That's I think, it. I think it's really sad that people are carrying this amount of yeah. fury around with them. Yeah. It's yeah. not good for you. Yeah, exactly. It's so, that thing of um, giving, uh, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. I love you guys. I'm sorry you're so full of anger. I would have thought you would have been, a lot of them are people who voted Brexit, I, I would have thought you would have been happier that you had won. It seems to be very angry that you have won, well, in you, inverted commas. You keep telling us that you're winning. Yeah. So, um, I wish best. Again, none of you, even though I mentioned it on the air last week, none of you seem to know what my views on Brexit are. None of you asked me today. You all assumed. You all assumed. You, you, you don't know my views on Brexit. It isn't binary. It isn't one zero, on off, black, white. It, it's, it's, it, my, my opinion is because I'm a human being and because I'm complex, I, I, it's a little subtler and more nuanced than that. Anyway, we don't do Brexit on this show. We don't do Brexit. That's our, um, our saving point. 0344 499 is the telephone number. We do do anything you want. Let's go to Andrew. Good evening, Andrew. Hello, Ian. My, it's my time to shine. Sex injuries. Here we go. And he heard the SI, the sex injuries topic, <laughs> and Andrew called in because he wants to let people know he's had sex. Finally, it's going to be worth it, Andrew. Here we go. <laughs> what you got, Andrew? What's happened? <laughs> so, you, I was at university. Um, I was, oh, actually, let me set the scene before I start. Okay? Please so, do. Her parents were asleep upstairs, were downstairs watching a film. Yeah. Gets a bit... Um, Can I ask you what film are you watching? You know what, I can't remember. Doesn't matter, they um, weren't watching it. I saw, I yeah. saw six Jason Stratham films this weekend. Six. Choice. Choice. We've done all the, um, Back to Future films this weekend. Anyway, oh. we're digressing. We're anyway, digressing, right. sorry. Okay. So, parents sleep upstairs. I will downstairs. be rate. I will, just to, sorry to interrupt, Andrew. I will be rating the six Jason Stratham films I saw this weekend. This isn't a what film have you seen phone in. This no. is a what have you been... Well, yeah, but I'm just, just for those people who want to know what, what I think of the six Jason Stratham films I saw this weekend, I'm going to tell you. 
Great, I will great. tell you later on in the show. Andrew. Okay, what? okay Catherine, they're producing, which is something we don't see very often, so we should applaud it. Thank you very and much. And enjoy it. Away we go. Andrew, Catherine's, tell us about Catherine's producing. What, this is what, what a producer sounds like. What happened? Parents sleep upstairs. We're watching uh, Jason Statham film downstairs. Ow! And it's getting a bit frisky. Just got um, punched, mate, by my producer. That ain't producing. <laughs> it's a reverse Clarkson. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, carry on, Andrew, please. For goodness sake, mate, you're drawing, drawing this story out. We moved from the sofa to the floor. Oh, that's a bold oh, move. Because yes. if they come yeah. down, if they come down quick, that's There's a tough no one to get out of. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, sofa at least you can put a cushion over. Break that day. Okay. Anyway, what's the plot? So we moved to the prone bone. Can I say that position? <laughs> the prone bone. So <laughs> your so <laughs> we're just saying your erection was out so, and about. Yeah. So she was um, on her front. Yeah. Um, and I've mounted her on top. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm going away like ham and tongs. Okay, all right, just, 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 just you know, just, just try and make it a little bit more romantic, but carry on, yes. <laughs> um, and I get a bit too, um, vigorous, and I come out. Yeah. But also, I push forward at the same time, and my penis gets wedged between her, her stomach and her shag pile carpet. Oosh. There's a pop and a rip and a, I have to admit, a girly scream. Okay, well, well, I doubt, if, if, if you've damaged your penis, it won't be a girly scream, it'll be a manly scream, wouldn't it? Because, well, I don't know, is it okay? No, 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 all, all manliness went out the window then. Yeah. Um, and I ripped my banjo string. There, you've never seen so much blood before in your life. This is what I've heard, it's very, very bloody. Unbelievable. And then I, her parents start coming down the stairs. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've run out the door, cock in hand, oh, sorry, penis in hand, um... And I went into my car, and I just sit there for 15 minutes staring at it until I drive off and go back to my, um, my dorm at uni. Yes. About two and a half hours later, it's still bleeding. Yeah, of course it is. But I have to go to A&E, and the nurses, after they stopped laughing... No, them, I don't yeah, believe they laughed at that. They were, they were, I could hear them, they didn't laugh in front of me, but behind the curtain, they were sniggering. Okay. Um, I had to have an operation where they cut, um muffling them, put a stick in there, and then sent me on my way. Never been in so much agony before my life. Uh, did, you, did you ever go back to the girl's house? No, I was too embarrassed. We split up over it. I could never look her in the eye again. Well, she, she then, could look you in yours, but she had to bend <laughs> it. Um, oh, and the thing is, she had to have an awkward conversation with her parents about why this boy screamed and ran out the front room. Well, it was, hang on a second, it was a shag pile. Hey! <laughs> no, mate. Come on, mate. No, mate. That is worth it. That's <laughs> worth um, the price of entrance on so its own. So, <laughs> how is it now? Uh, is it is it back to working order? Have you got like a Franken Willy? Is that an offer? Um, no, it's all working order. Believe me, I've got three kids now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Andrew. Sexual injuries, please. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Anything else you want to talk about? And if you are one of the people that sent abuse on, or, or if you are one of the people that let's let's be generous that robustly disagreed with me, you're very welcome to call in. I, I saw several people say that they were going to, and then when I gave them the number and said I'd like to speak to them, they didn't reply to me. So, um, I don't know what that means. I'm not sure they know how a phone-in show oh, works, because it was like they were threatening to phone. No, you'd have to 
you don't have to threaten me. You're welcome to phone. Yeah, just phone. Just phone. Anyone can give us a call. Everyone gets on. This is the only show I know in the country where you people who criticise the show and the host are, are, are probably given more time than anybody else. It's more interesting to listen to than people phoning up singing your praises the whole time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late night alternative every weeknight from ten with Catherine Boyle and Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio i think i'm in something like the matrix and so are you the late night alternative hello hello with ian lee is there anybody out there on talk radio hello Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call nice weekend my friends came around i watched six six jason stratham movies this weekend they were in the order i watched them Death Race. Is that real? Sorry? Is that real? It's a movie. Mm. Lovejoy's in it. Death Race. The Mechanic. Yeah. The Mechanic 2. Okay. Tricky job, was it? Transporter. Right. Transporter 2. Uh-huh. Transporter 3. I haven't watched Transporter 4 yet. 4 yet. 4. 4. To what your little ghost to. <laughs> in, or, in reverse order. So that's six movies. In reverse order. Uh, so number six. I would put... The Mechanic 2. Okay. Number five. If you disagree with these guys, call in. I will put The Mechanic. Okay. Number four. I will put Transporter 1. Right. Number three. I will put Death Race. Number two. I will put Transporter 3. And number one, I will put Transporter 2. So just again, for anybody taking notes. No one. The six. And someone said to me, well, what about Snatch? I didn't watch it. I, 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 I didn't watch it, mate. I'm only putting into the list. I've seen that. The si- well, I've not seen it. You'd like it. Jason Statham's in it. I'll tell you what I want to watch. I want to watch Spy. It's supposed to be funny, man. It's supposed to be funny. So, reverse order six. It's uh, The Mechanic 2. Five, it's the mechanic. Four, it's transporter one. Three, it's death race. Mm. Two, it's transporter three. Yeah. And at my top Jason Stratham film that I saw this weekend yeah. was transporter two. Can Give you us just a call. Those again? Yes, of course I can. At number six. Oh, you're taking the piss. I get it now. Sorry, I thought it was a serious question. Interested in in um, my life and my lifestyle. Uh, let's go to Mike. Good evening, Mike. Hello. Um, did you know? Um, the, mo- no, the, 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 the transporter is part of a shared cinematic universe, and if you tell me which film it's from, I will write you a check for one million pounds. So hang on, the, the Jason Stratham film is part of a shared cinematic universe. Loosely, yes. Oh, oh, hang on a second. You're telling me it is loosely. Yes. How much are you going to write me a cheque for? One, I'm going to... Listen very specifically to these words. I'm going to write you a cheque for one million pounds. And are you going to sign that cheque? Yes. And how how am I going to get that cheque? Are you going to post it? Or am I going to to drive over there and collect it? Well, I don't believe I live either east of west of you. 
she wouldn't be driving over. Um, I will post oh, it to no. talk radio. I'm saying, do I have to drive over no. there? No. Drive, I'll, is, I'll drive is the cinematic universe it's part of. Incorrect. What do you think it is? I know what it is. Well, what do you, well, what do you think it is? Because I know it's drive. It's not. Oh, that drive's a great film. I love drive. The soundtrack's fantastic. It is um, collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. And Tom Cruise hands off a suitcase to Frank. Oh, do you know what? You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, you're a, you're a dick, and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> that, did you hear that evil laugh? Did you hear that? Ha ha ha! Because he knows. Mike knows he got one over on me. Mike knows he got, and I resorted. I, I apologise for resorting to playground insults, Mike. Okay. Not to worry, it's the first time I've ever got a cinematic one over on you, so, okay. you know, it's but, the first time for you. I need to time. dash, because I've, I've just arrived at home and I need to get in there. Goodbye, then. I'll, well, we can make that happen. Um, someone's saying you watched the worst of Stratham's movies. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, I didn't. The Transporter th- 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 3 that I watched out of the four were awesome. The mechanic was very dry, actually. The mechanic was dry. I didn't really enjoy that so much. Let's go to Catherine. Why don't you say hello to our good friend Lydia? Sorry? Hello, Lydia. Hello? Why is everyone being really hesitant to... Have you two got beef? We've never spoken before. Well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a thing it's I... It's a good friend, Lydia. Like, I should know... No, it's a thing. She she just put the phone down. Get her back. It's a thing I say. And we're going to go to our good friend, because I'm trying... Normally, it's when someone you don't want to talk to. When? Because I... People, Why are you being weird with Lydia? Because I'm not. You were. Because people tell me that I'm too... Um, weird? Well, no, because people Annoying. told me that they stopped listening because I was too aggressive. Mm-hmm. I've become friendlier. So what I've doing? Keep trying, Stuart. It's for goodness handing sakes. over the friendly to me. No, I'm being friendly by saying our good friend. I've been doing that a lot, and then I just thought it'd be nice if you spoke to her. That's all. I don't know why you. Jeez, well, Lydia, Lydia, you need to call us back here because I think our phone may have died. We'll try later on, Stuart. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, let's go to Darren. Good evening, Darren. Hi there. How are you doing? Ed? Very, very well. Although there's a real. Suddenly, Darren's not your good friend. <laughs> you didn't hear that, Darren. You didn't hear that. That was dumb. Darren did hear that. Darren did not hear that. That was dumb. You see what with Darren? It's a good job I'm ex-military and I've, I've got a thick skin, mate. Exactly, Darren. It was not addressed to you. It was addressed to me. <laughs> that was addressed to Catherine. Uh, oh, that's terrible. Isn't it awful? Isn't it, though? <laughs> see what she makes me do. Oh, I make you do that, do I? Yes, oh, you do. Man. I, I, I was just ringing up. And it, it, Go on, Darren. It, I, so, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I, I heard you yeah, uh, on Twitter, you know, the, the, it was obviously a retort about um, Greta, is it Thunberg? Who, well, it's who apparently, I said Thunberg, apparently it's a hard T, it's Thunberg, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree totally with what you say. Uh, well, not totally. Good, you're a human talk, being, you're allowed to have nuance. I remove some of that. But I, I think what's that, what that lassie's doing is great, great. You know, I mean, and she's she's a, a a young woman that's going across to do that. My main um, my main beef, just for those who missed it, yeah. was I, I, listen. I'm not really said that I necess- I don't necessarily agree with everything that she stands for. Everything she says. Mm-hmm. My main beef was with um, adults, particularly men, but also some women. Woman who presents the breakfast show here was one of them. Adults belittling, mocking 
wishing death upon, laughing at the way she looks, laughing at her autism, Agreed. bullying yeah. a sixteen-year-old girl woman. However, you want to address that. That was my yeah, that was I, my main issue. I, I agree with that. And one thing I found, uh, if you, um, if you, I, I came out the uh, military after about twenty, well, just under quarter of a century, eh? twenty-four years, Poor about guy, five eh? years ago. Yeah. I've been working in in the, the civil sector for about five years, yeah. and. We used to call civvies mutants because they oh. didn't do things right. Oh, I but I that. found out pretty quickly that it was me that was the mutant when I came out um, because we were trying to do certain things or whatever. And it, it was when when you started the show, you were talking about the C word and all these words yeah. that were quite normal to me, quite normal to to us because that was how we were trained and how thick skinned we got about things because of the things we were in. And when when you brought up that thing about that that young lassie going across yeah. uh, uh, across the pond, um, it, it it came across to me, and I just thought, my God, there's grown up people saying this about a young lassie that wants to save the world. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We, can we not be grown up about this? And and what happens is, and I think we're so so polarised now. And I do think people are a wee bit wet. Uh, now in certain things, but you know, every each and every person to their own, and we should debate that properly. Yeah. But um, I, I, you know, swearing, I, I can be mad, and I'm from Glasgow, and oh well, in Glasgow, and, and the, the C, C word the, the is, C is, C is almost word a term of endearment, endearing. isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's quite an endearing word in, in Glasgow. Yeah. Right. But when I've listened to myself swearing, or listen people do it now, after a while, I cringe. Um, and, I, you know, after all the things I've done, you know, I mean, I've been to Afghanistan, wow. Kosovo, Iraq, and Northern Ireland. And, you know, we, we've done all those things, mate. But, you know, taking the piss out of a wee lassie going across there just to try and make the life yeah. better for the, the world. And, 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 and if I might say, I don't agree totally with the way you said it and all that. Yeah. But then again, that's your, that's your point of view, yeah. like mine, you know. And well done. <laughs> I'm saying well done. This is what we used to be like. Well done for saying in a polite way you didn't agree with everything. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. We're allowed to disagree about stuff. We're, yeah, happy we're completely but. allowed to disagree about stuff. Uh, and it's, it sounds like we do share some common ground. That is brilliant. And, and there are bits of, where we don't share it. That's great. And I really appreciate you, Darren, saying it in a non-aggressive <laughs> Why? It, it, it's such a bad, you know, when I look at Britain nowadays, you know, for 25 years I thought, you know, this is my country and all my pals were from all different creeds and societies and we all say, lived in the same dot, you know, mm. and I was really, I, I've lived in places like Brunei and Cyprus and everything where I loved the cultures and all that and I don't espouse to be in someone that's polarised, racist or anything. I'm just an ex-squaddy that, you know, I've got a, I've got a decent job now, uh, but, you know, I, I still want my country to be safe and I want, you know, Can I ask you a things question, to go Darren? well, mate, you know. Can I ask you a question? Are you on Twitter? Yeah. I, I got, I, I, I had to get off of Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. This month I, I sacked it because what was happening is because I would say certain things, all of a sudden, I had these right-wing extremists following me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and and you got the polarised left-wing yeah. anti-mob as well. 
and I just had to get away from that because it was just really bad. It's, you know? it's a good for you. And the reason I I suspected that you weren't because because Twitter I think is the main culprit. That's simplifying it a lot. But let's just focus yeah. on that for a second. Twitter is the main culprit of this thing that we reference a bit on the show. The the, the whole binary thing. You're in or yeah. out. You're on. You're off. You're black or white. There is no room for nuance or subtlety on there. You are either yes. Or no, and I'm not talking about Brexit. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about any argument, whether it's religion or it's race or it's what your favourite sandwich is. You are yes, you are no, and the opposite team are the enemies. And there's no room for what you just did. There's no room for going. Well, yeah, you say your favourite is is cheese sandwich. Yeah. I don't really like. I don't mind a bit of cheese, but I prefer jam. But I respect your opinion on cheese sandwiches. There's no room for that. You like a cheese sandwich? Well, then you're a paedophile because I like jam sandwiches and you should yeah. be sent home. It's that. It's that. I, 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 I got to the stage where I just went, oh, I'm, get, I'm getting into this and I'm getting all these mad people from like, I don't know, what do they call it, Britain first or whatever, oh, kind dear. of following me. And oh, I was yeah, like, hey, yeah. I'm not having any of that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm proud of, uh, don't get me wrong, I'm proud of being British and I'm proud of being Scottish. Okay. And more so British. Um, I'm, I'm proud of being a person of the world. I love everything to do with the world. Um, and but you know when you got all these characters, these these people, ha- they're not even has beens. They, they you know they start lo- logging on to you or following you and saying, "All right, mate, you know I mean blah blah blah." <laughs> Hang on, was that your attempt at an English accent? I do have to. I do have to voice <laughs> an opinion. That was outrageous. Uh, oh, well, we loved the non-eating as well, so <laughs> I, I, I've got a bit of a Coventry accent as well I could do, but... Uh, <laughs> Hang on, Catherine, go on, Can I ask a question? Why do you think they were latching onto you? Were they seeing the ex-military thing and making assumptions? Yeah, I, I, I think so, you know, because we're, we're you know, we, we, I am, you know, we, and how can, how can you put it with... It's, it's, a, it's a bit sad nowadays that we can't be proud who who we are as a country and a nation and who we are and we have to feel sorry for ourselves and and what they do is they latch on to that I think and I you know I, I'm proud of any man woman child or anything of whatever culture you know we used to love you know I used to love talking to all sorts of people um, from any culture my, one of my best pals whose family was from Trinidad Trinidad and Tobago and all that and I was I was more interested in where their family came from and what happened mm from the colour of his skin, you know, and we were a bear, and and quite frankly, he used to give me more grief for being a pasty jock with ginger hair (laughs) than, you know, him being a, you know, a a black guy from Basingstoke who happened to have a family from Trinidad and Tobago. So, uh, in a roundabout way, what they do is they try to latch on to this patriotism and and try to turn it as that everybody's against you, you know, mm. watch out, you know. Um, but most blokes in the military, are, and, and women, sorry, I, I, I should say, we're not like that. No. We're, we're ex-army, we're, we're pretty raw, and, we, and we, we do swear badly, and we do call each other bad names and stuff, and that's from down to us being in some places where it can get pretty... Pretty rubbish. Oh, I don't even want to know what you, know? you lot have seen. I could not even no. begin to imagine the things that you have seen and the, the 
the, the, the stuff, I just can't imagine. And I have nothing but gratitude for what you've done. I may not agree with all of the conflicts you've been involved in, but that's almost irrelevant. Sometimes neither do No, exactly. But I but have nothing but gratitude. That's free society. That's free society. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'm happy for someone to say that to me. But I, 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 I appreciate and I respect no. and I'm grateful for you going there. And I had it, to be honest, most of my time in the military, 25 years was pretty cool, <laughs> no. to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, and hey, no one forced me to do that job, mate. You know, I, I joined up to do that job to go and have a bit of excitement and stuff like that. And yeah, I have my problems after that and whatever, but that's what we've done to, you know, it's just like someone becoming a minor or you yeah. becoming a an international superstar oh, on radio and television. A couple of really good mates of mine um, went in the army and yeah. uh, it was the making of them at some points and at some points it was, you know, part of their life that they they wouldn't go back and yeah. repeat. But they said no. that when they're actually in conflict, they weren't really fighting for queen and country, they were fighting for their mates. You're looking out <sighs> for your mates. It, well, you go out there because it's your job yeah. and, and, you, and you're like that because you want medals and as, as that that great um, documentary a few years back about tornado pilots and back for tea and medals and all mm. that. You want your medals, you want to sit in the, you know, a pub back in the UK going, yeah, oh, sweetheart, I've done this and all that. That's what you do. It's a bit like a, a racing car driver or, or whatever. And after a while, when uh, for me, when I got married and had kids, that started to go away and, and places like Afghanistan become a, a drain. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it became problems and it started to affect your lives and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, be glass half full. And that's what we're trained to be. We were trained to be glass half full, get out. And that's what's made me survive in normal civvy life. I've I've got a, a great life in, in civvy street. Is it, is it as as a, you know, fantastic as it was in the army? No, it's pretty boring. It's pretty vanilla. Mm. You know, but I come home at the end of the day, the missus is as happy as Larry, you know, because she's got my, my credit card. <laughs> you know what I mean? Happy days. Yeah, but. whereas before, I mean, I, I had a friend, this friend of mine, his wife was always, she wasn't quite sure where he was, but she was always watching yeah. the news, seeing whether she could get any clue as to how he was getting on. You, you know, you worried sick for that I, time. I'm, I'm lucky my wife's still with me. Yeah. I, I, To be honest, like, you know... Um, Afghanistan and after that and I, went, I, I came back from Afghanistan and went on a six months duty in uh, you know doing the palaces and uh, public duties in yeah. London so Garden, Buckhouse St James's Palace and the Tower of London so and we were based in Germany at the time so I come back from six months tour in Afghanistan straight onto that and my missus was in pieces because we had a two year old girl you know and, mm-hmm. and at the time and she was in bits but, hey, you know, we turn up, we got through that, you know, happy days. And the biggest thing just now is what's happening to our country, you know, and, and how polarised we are. Mm. Whether you remain or, and I know we don't talk about Brexit on here, right? <laughs> we, can, but, we, can, we can briefly brush it. And this is well, what we were talking about the other day, is that the, the division between those two sides. There are a lot of people who um, 
just want to get on with it. We, you know, we're kind yeah. of cool. We, okay, well, we lost. I'm, I'm one of these people. I voted to remain. We lost. Let's just get on with it. We should probably, I think it's bad for the country. Yeah, we should probably do it. But that we are told on, particularly on radio, man, on phone in radio shows, again on Twitter, well, if you voted to leave, then you have to be angry and disparaging and rude to the people that voted remain. And if mm-hmm. you voted remain, well, then you have to be angry and aggressive and violent towards everyone that voted leave. And actually, there are a lot of people like me that are like, you know, whatever. Okay, I can get on with Remainers. I can get on with Leavers. I don't, I, I, you know, it's it's politics. Not, and here's the thing, I don't slice and dice people like no, that. No, no. Yeah, and, and that's why I had to leave Twitter. I'm just a wee man that, you know, goes on in the, I've, I've not got the superstardom of yourselves, but I, I just thought, whoa, and I, and I sat down with my, you know, my daughter, she's now 14, and and my wife says, what is going on here, man? You know, and I said, because we, we lived in Germany for 12 years. We lived in Holland. I lived in Cyprus. We lived out in Borneo. And we are people of the world. Mm. We enjoy that. You know what I mean? And I, and I just thought, my God, what is going on here, man? You know, because people will trade, right? It's just the the the, the girls and boys in grey suits they want to make a buck or they want to make a, a, a thing for themselves because this could work, Brexit. It's just people are, you know, mm. I, I, I just think, you know, me and you, people like me and you just want to trade. Well, here's they the thing, right? I, I think it's, I, personally, I think it's, I don't know for sure. I think it's probably going to be a disaster for quite a long time. But, 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 mm-hmm. but, but. I want it to work. If we're going to do it, I want it to work. If, if, if Boris Johnson can get a deal... Brilliant. Get a deal. I, I want it to work. I suspect it won't. But if it, if I'm proved wrong, fantastic. I'll come so on in here and say I'm proved wrong. One counting factor I did. When I, when I, when I lived out in Brunei in Borneo, um, I, I, I learned about, you know, obviously the, the, the politics out there over the years, and it's been pretty fragmented. And I learned at that point that Singapore left the Malaysian Federation in the early 60s. Now, I, I wouldn't equate Singapore to being a part of like Britain or whatever. Yeah. But look at Singapore now, right? They decided, and there was all doom and gloom over Singapore. And I, I, I'm, what I'm trying to be here is glass half full. Well, fine, we're leaving. Let's go and do it. You know, we've been there before. Let's try and do it. Um, and, and there were similar sort of connotations that Singapore, you will be doomed forever. Mm. And Singapore went, all right, let's see how it goes, man. Mm. And they left. And look where we are now with Singapore and Malaysia. Singapore is much the, the, the bigger person in, in it, you know. But Darren, it's so nice to talk to you. I feel uh, embarrassed you. that at the start of this call, and the listener won't have heard this, but Catherine provoked me to such an intense level. I mean, I did something, <laughs> I never, I never do this. Every I swore, day. I swore at Catherine and I had to dump it. And I'm, emba- I'm embarrassed that you heard that, Darren. I'm not, I'm glad I got a witness. You should be apologising to him because you made me do wow, it. Wow, me? He, yeah, and he's not a witness. He might have, he's probably got tinnitus because <laughs> of, of the wars and stuff. So he can't even hear us. <laughs> Darren, it's really nice to talk to you, man. I really look forward to your next call. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, mate. What a nice guy. And, you know, I I always feel it sounds patronising, but thank you for your service. I mean it, genuinely. I don't agree with most of the conflicts that he's been involved in, but I appreciate that he's done it. I'm grateful that there are braver people than I could ever be that are picking up guns uh, on behalf of me. 
Um, someone, someone, you know, the, more of these people say, you should t- talk to soldiers and o- others that really have had to suffer on Twitter. I just said, I am. This ve- literally this very second. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> I almost said the same thing. <laughs> Tune in. Tune in. What a great call. Thank you, Darren. Really, really enjoyed that. That's uh, a lot to think about. And, and that's it. Right? We're obviously disagreeing on a fair bit there around Brexit and around stuff, but I would I would sit and have a coffee with him and, and talk about it and shake his hand and and, and not fall out or get soon we'll get aggressive with him. The disappointing thing though that we're getting on Twitter and you didn't get from Darren was what he thinks of your mistake. <laughs> Or my divorce, or my drug addiction. Uh, thank you, Darren. I really enjoyed that. That was great. Uh, we got Chris and we got Alan. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome. Let's bring Alan into the conversation. Good evening, Alan. Are you my podcast? Yeah. Did you watch Bruce Got Talent for Champions on Saturday? Did I watch what? Bruce Got Talent for Champions. No, I think that program exploits mentally ill people and the vulnerable and promises false hope. Although this one wasn't that. This one was everyone who's won all around the world. Yeah. So well. some good tricks. I saw a couple. Who was your favourite from last Saturday? You what? Who was your favourite from last Saturday? Um, I quite like the man with the high hair that did the thing running around the wheel with his daughter. Is that Bella, Bella and Annalise? Yes, I think. My, my favourite was Paul Potts. Oh, was he on it? I only saw two things. Yeah, he's done a bit of opera. Mm, well, of course he did, that's what he does. And next week, on Saturday, Lost Boys is going to be on. I won't be watching it, we're working. What yeah, this Saturday, Saturday the 7th, where Catherine and I will be live in Bath at the Rondo Theatre. There are 19 tickets left. 19 tickets left. We will be live this coming Saturday, about 7.30, I think it is. Two-hour show. Free meet and greet afterwards. Um, and, and that's it. And good times it, had by all. Good times are had by all. All, baby. IanLee.com slash events if you want to get your tickets. IanLee.com. I'll say that. IanLee.com slash event. If people want to come along, they'd be very, very welcome. What a night. What a night it's going to be. Sounds promising. I'm still waiting for you to come to Birmingham. Mm. You'll be waiting a while. Because mm, mm, mm. I'll, I'll personally get a sandwich board and sell tickets for you. Oh, well, oh, he wants a cut, does he? A small percentage. That's not going to happen, you piece of trash. You goddamn piece of trash. How dare you? How dare you on a small percentage of the fortune that Catherine and I make from these wonderful, wonderful shows? This is by order of the Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, my chuddies. Um, We haven't got any plans to come to Birmingham, but we might come at some point. Sounds promising. Yeah, doesn't it? Thank you. Bye. That was it. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Hi there. Hello, Chris. What can we do for you? Um, I, 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 um, I like listening to that serviceman. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, um, my brother got hurt 
when he he was in services. Um, and I've met people who've been blown up. And Show off. Oh, Dave. <laughs> no, this person, he completely lost his eyesight. Oh. He did. And, uh, he was an happy choppy. He was, yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not Chris from South Wales. I'm, I'm Mark from um, Birmingham. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you an embarrassing story. Hey, here we go. <laughs> We're going to get a sexual in injury from Chris from, from Mark yeah. from Birmingham. I know. <laughs> I'm going red now. I can feel it. Oh, I don't, don't feel it, mate. Not while we're well, talking. No, That's inappropriate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I must have only been about 21. And... Oh, I see, I'm getting embarrassed even talking about it now. Oh, my God. Hey, listen. You're amongst friends. We're going to listen sensitively. We're not going to laugh. We're not going to... We're just going to sit here. Well, you can laugh if you want to. We're not going to laugh, crap mark. We're going to be... We are (laughs) going to take this uh, sensibly. Uh, We are going to listen like like (laughs) friends. Like like good... Like good friends. Where you go, Chris? Let's let's tell us about when you broke your penis, Mark. It 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 was slightly like that, um, Catherine. It 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 was, and I ended up in, you know, it was was a lovely woman I was with, and gosh, I I thought, oh, I got to do something about this. (laughs) This is not right. Um, I ended up in A and E. Arse and ear hole? Is that what the A and E? Oh, you mean the hospital? I'm so sorry. I, I thought it was sexual slang. I do apologise. Continue, Chris Mark. Stop being rude. Will you start being rude? <laughs> I'm not being rude. I'm, I'm, I'm using my words. Um, but we are talking about your pee pee, aren't we? Yeah. Go on then. But I did end up, because, yes, um, I did end up in accident and emergency. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. I hope they did as well. say that, right? And they said, um, they put me upstairs on a ward, and it was so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) They came and looked at me. Right, and this this young nurse came in with a an ice pack, and she wanted to put it on my wrist, and I said, "No, it's not my wrist." <laughs> Carry on, Chris, uh, Mark. What? Stop being rude. Stop being. Not doing anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> Carry on with the story, please, mate. We're running out of time. We're coming up to the news. Well, no, I just told you the story. She went to put a, an ice pack on my wrist, but it wasn't on my wrist. It was on my bleeding nether regions. And she got so embarrassed, she was only a young nurse, that she got so embarrassed and ran out. 
And that's my story. Thanks very much for the call, Chris. Um... It's a sexy story, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we got Boily. I've got... Apart from uh, too much sass tonight. Turn the sass down to at least... Turn it down to maximum of six, please. It's on 11 at the moment. Sorry, it's genetic. Hey. Uh, bloke refuses to pay for porn channel on TV because... Um, he's a w- winker. His dog ordered it. Oh, oh my God! Plenty of people have offered unlikely excuses for having ordered pay-per-view porn, but Thomas Barnes's response to a $70 bill for having viewed the Hustler channel is so improbable it has to be true. No, no it's probably not. I don't believe this for a second. An outraged Thomas says his mischievous Bijon Frise Marino is responsible for the smutty purchase. Thomas of North Carolina, US, says that Marino leapt up onto his bed and landed on the remote control which selected the Mucky Movie Channel in a freak accident. He also says that Marino knocked his willy out of his pants and put his hand on it. No, he said that he got in touch with his cable provider, DirecTV, a few minutes after it happened and told them what happened. My God! He was assured the mistake would be undone for him, but he says he still has access to the adult content for quite a long while afterwards. He kept checking just in case, you know. When the bill came through, he subtracted the cost of Hustler and paid the rest, but as a result, had his service cut off. Thomas, who relies on social security disability payments, said, that $70 should taking food out of my mouth. It's like oh, you're what? stealing it. Excuse me. They refused to see how that was H- pertinent. Hustler, please, how much money are you going to lose if you just take a dollar off the price? Come on, give it, make it $69. Come on, you're missing a great trick there, Hustler. After filing a Federal Communications Commission complaint, he said that the provider agreed to credit his next bill. But Thomas said he's still being made to pay for the mistake. Neither TV Direct or Marino have made an official comment about the incident. Why is anyone still paying for pornography in 2019? I know. How good is this channel? I know. It's a strange old thing. Hey, listen, I've paid for pornography in the past. I've paid to have those channels connected. Some of them can be a real pain to get disconnected. I think they do that because they know you'll be too embarrassed. You've got to phone up and go, yeah. You got sometimes some of them you have to tell your mother tell them your mother's maiden name. Oh no, you don't that bring your mum not, into it. That is not uh, yeah, just to verify this, can you tell us your mother's maiden name? And really? Can, and can we tell her whether can we tell you whether you kiss her with that mouth? You got to you you want to think of my mother. But and I've paid for hotel point years ago. But why would anyone do that now? It's it's there. It's on your phone, it's on your lappy. Just just go and access it if that's your uh Someone needs to tell this dog. Yeah, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Hey, um, Velvet, my cat, 20 years, I got it wrong, she's not 20 years and 6 months, she's 20 years and 5 months, she'll be 6 months, actually probably about 3 or 4 weeks, she'll be 6 months on the same day that I get my 18 month key ring, how's about them apples? And, um, I, th- I think we're getting to the end of Velvet, she's spending, she, she kind of lives upstairs in the in the bedroom with me and the, the young cats come and try and steal her food and she's getting very good at just telling them to hiss off, she hisses at them. Uh, but just the last week or so, she's been sleeping downstairs. I think the stairs are getting a little bit too much for her. She comes upstairs at night, but in the daytime, she tends to sleep downstairs. And also, she's been out sleeping in a very quiet patch of the garden. She's never done that before. Now, am I right in thinking, dear listener, I've heard this and I've seen it with a couple of cats, not mine, but I've seen it with a couple of cats, that when cats know 
that the end is coming, very close to the end, they go and find somewhere peaceful and relaxing, lie down, and just let go. And I think, I think every time she wakes up, it's a surprise for her, as much as it is for me. I think that she's sleeping in this weird part of the garden that she's never really... It's the opposite side of where she normally goes. She never sleeps outside. Never sleeps outside. Always comes and sleeps in because she likes it warm. Um, and I think that she's just finding her place to go. Oh, that's so sad. It is sad. Saying that, I might be, we might be having this conversation in another two or three years' time. She might be just trying to get some peace, to be honest. She's indestructible. She's very, I mean, you, you, you thought she was thin before. I was feeling her stomach and it's, it's very tight. I mean, she's really thin. Got, um, what is the thing she's got? Thyroid. Thyroid problem. Uh, I don't give her any tablets for it because it was causing her stress. She's very... I was brushing her today. I was giving her a nice comb. She likes a comb. And it was like... Um, d- combing along her spine was like playing the xylophone. Oof. Honestly, it was rattly. And, and her ribs, you could it was you could hear her ribs. Bring. So she's, there's not much... Um... Now, the rumour on the street, Catherine... Yeah. Is that you might be getting a cat? Wagwan, wagwan. There has been a change of heart, and a quite serious one. Go on. In the past, my husband's always the girls really, 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 really want a cat. Of course they do. They're little girls. They they, really they're human beings. Who wouldn't? And I really want a cat, but it's always been out of the question. And there's even been a yeah, you can have a cat, but I'm moving out. And the kids said when? <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Yeah. Ah, brilliant. <laughs> But over the weekend, he seems to have relented. He went, you know what? I've realised it's only me standing in the way of this. And if that's what wow. you would all like. Oh, good for him. Then maybe it's not out of the question. But here's the thing. My sister's just got this very sweet-natured, beautiful little kitten. And he said, but I would want one just like Teddy. So it means we would, he says, can we go to the same place that we got Teddy from? Yeah. So I think Teddy's mum and dad have done their um, action for this year. Okay. It, it will be next year. But yeah, oh my God, that cat is adorable. You're gonna get a cat. This is, this is these are these are unprecedented moments in our life. Roger, stay there. You're gonna be the first call after the news uh, at eleven o'clock. The, after that, we have no calls lined up. So maybe you want to give us a call. Sexual injuries, people disagreeing but still getting on. Cats. Anything you want to talk about, dear listener, it's up to you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
4991000 late night alternative Catherine Boyle and Lee were here every weeknight uh between 10 and 1 and it's a phony show unlike any other phony show in that we don't really we don't do Brexit uh we don't have a question we don't have a big topic of the night we don't really have anything we just kind of sit and we chat about our lives and we kind of assume that it will have some connection with your lives because you know we're really pretty dull normal you know lives that's how it goes and there's probably some connection with you we get some stories from the internet and you are welcome to call in about any of the things that we're talking about or Anything else that you fancy that you want to bring into the conversation? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us the call. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, you phone up, we, t- we take your name and number, and give you a call straight back and put you on the air. No one's turned away. The only rules we've got—not really my rules—they're the rules of Ofcom. Uh, don't and the rules of the land. Don't swear. Don't libel anyone. Well, it's not libel. It's slander. Trust me, it's libel. Uh, just, just you don't, don't slander. Don't swear. That's it. That's it. And if there's, if you do, there's a seven second delay. I can push a button and dump it, and we we, we give everyone a yellow card, and and that is fine. But you can call about anything. It can be funny. It can be heavy. It can be light. It can be stupid. It can be uh, you you, you want to top yourself. We've had people's phone up and saying that from uh, you want to top yourself to. Uh, I don't know. What's your favourite ice cream? I don't. I don't care. It's anything and in between, isn't it, Catherine? Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, from the lowest lows to the highest highs. We've had people ring up because they just had their first child, and they had that moment of, you know, as the dad leaving the oh. new mum and the baby behind, and who would you talk to at this time yeah. of night? All that stuff. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um, yeah, it's um, it's as simple as uh, as that. Um. Where's the, let me just take this, I'll take this one, because this looks like it might be, it might be a little bit, little bit of trouble. Let's go to line two, you're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, Ian and Cap. Oh, hey, how you doing? How are you, okay? I'm good, thank you. Uh, just remind me, I've got to reply to a text in a minute, sorry, from someone who's a little bit too nervous to call in, but I'll do that in a second. Yes! Why are you, on, any... a with, why are you on a withheld number? Oh, I, I, I just am. So. Oh, look at you! Look at you living, there, uh, living la vida loca. Is there is there any news on the Nazi bell? The Nazi's <laughs> bloody Nazi bell. We have no updates. Well, I haven't heard anything about it on Howard Hughes' show. So. Well, uh, well I, I haven't listened to Howard for so long. I'm, Sunday yeah. nights, I'm not either asleep or I'm watching Limmy now. Um, there is no update on the Nazi bell. Have you got anything, any updates? Have you discovered no, anything? I was looking forward to your, um, Nazi impression. <laughs> I don't, I don't, what do you do? What are you talking about? I do not do the impressions of the Nazis. We do not do impressions. It's, not, it's, it's quite hard on I, the throat, that. They, no, no wonder they lost the war. They couldn't keep that voice up for, for that well, long. Exactly. But no, I enjoyed Howard Hughes last night. That was well, what was he, what, um, bullshine was he banging on about last night? Well, we had, um, the last hour was UFOs. Right. And um, that was good, with, with a guy from America. Yeah. And uh, we had all the usual news about, including the, um, um, 
the Poic Panther. Okay. It's a big cat seen in the Morven area. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say to you, what a great song you started the show tonight. A very uplifting song by Matt Monroe. It's a great one. I'm not a massive That's fan a of Matt song. Monroe, because I don't really dig all those songs as... I like a slow song, but his slow songs... Yeah. Bo- this is going to get me more hate than what I said about PTSD. A borderline turgid. He's got a great voice, but it's just yeah. a little bit slow for me. Uh, but that, come come with us, is a great, is great. record. That, but listening to it, is it uplifting or is it a Mickey take? No, I think it's uplifting. I think it's a great... It's it's an old man trying to get in touch with the Dylan crowd. Or is it an old yeah. man taking the mickey out of women? No, he's not taking no, the mickey. No, he's supportive of the people. Is he, though? Yes! Okay. Do, you, do we really have to go through the line by line? Mm. Matt, what, what, what do you think? I way wonder you... whether he's mocking their fervour. No, he talks about... No. God, no! You've completely... Mi- Are you doing this deliberately? I'm just listening very carefully and I do wonder. Okay, right, well, we, uh, we will go through the lines in a little bit. Let me mm. get them up and we will go through... Um... About someone getting their face slapped by a man and they tried to goad. Yes! Course, it, I think it came out in about 1970, didn't it? Yeah. It also talks about, um, it also talks about the lines about, um, the the woman who's at home missing her husband who died in the war. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, that means nothing. So, what's the tone? That means nothing? And I get the abuse online and she spouts this kind of rubbish? I'm talking about the tone of the song. Is he, is he being wry or is he being admiring? He's being admired. He's not, he's being neither. He's being non-judgmental. He's just describing the scene. It's up to the listener yeah. to put their right, own interpretation well, on it. Ian, what, a, what a great interview that was a couple of weeks ago with Mike McGear. That guy, I, I got feeling that guy was drunk. Yeah. I think that guy was, was, was been drinking. I don't know. I don't know why. But uh, I think he'd been drinking. Hey, listen, thank you very much for that. 0344 499 Now, we had, we had, we had, where did it go? Because this is about the show in Brighton, another show that we're doing. I'm coming. Coming, where did it go? Where did it go? It was Lydia. Ian, I phoned up to ask about Brighton, but I've got anxiety, so that phone call put me off. I'm thinking of buying tickets for the 9th of November, but confused because it says it's pre-recorded. No, no, no. We're live. We're there. We record uh, uh, two podcasts while we're there. So we will be there. We will be live in Brighton on the 9th of November and in Bath on the 14th of September. I think the pre-recorded bit is to make you realise that it's not going, it's not beaming out live well, you know, it won't be podcast it is, straight away. It is a little bit. It's going out on Periscope. Yeah, but it won't be a podcast straight Those away. Those are the only live shows we've got at the moment, guys. So I would book some tickets. There'll be one in London or two in London before Christmas, but that's probably it for the year, I think. So book your tickets for those. IanLee.com slash event. Um, I think goad is just there to rhyme with road, Catherine. You're, you're trying to read too much into it. Um, Shirley Wood was dragged still sitting by a policeman from the road, Margaret Beatty had her face slapped by a man she tried to goad. Mm. Well, I would say the goading was successful. Um, Annie Harris in the office, it was 1970, these stereotypes were true, paused in typing, thought of Don, glanced again at his last letter, died for others to live better, brushed away a tear and carried on. And you're saying that is, that is in some ways he's, he's looking no, no, down. I'm just, I know, I'm just wondering. He's a milkman. He was a milkman. Who? Or was he a bus driver? Who? Matt Moreau. Was he Mil- a milkman, milkman or a bus driver? Wasn't it? Milkman. I want to say the singing milkman, but now if it bus driver feels... Alright, let's check. Right. Um, he's, what I'm saying is, he's the everyman. 
He's just, he's just a normal, working class guy. He gets the struggles. Bus driver. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm, go, I'm doubling down on bus driver. I asked, Roger, was he, was Matt Munro a milkman or a bus driver? Honestly, don't know. Oh, you absolute. <laughs> oh, that's okay, Roger, never mind. Jesus. Go, <laughs> <sighs> well, Catherine. Milkman. Is... Okay. Oh, hang on. <laughs> Andrew, hang on. My dad was a road sweeper who became... Not music... interested in your dad. We want to know about Matt Monroe. Who became music legend, says Matt Monroe Jr. Road sweeper, couldn't read or write. Matt Monroe became one of Britain's greatest no. ever movie star, uh, music stars. No. People remember that he'd been a bus driver, but he was also a road sweeper, a uh, lorry driver, worked uh, in a factory, and uh, also hundreds of working so men's So he clubs. wasn't a milkman, he was a bus driver. I think there's also mention of milkman here. No, 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 no. He wasn't a milkman, he was a... I don't want to... Matt Monroe Jr. is playing games with us. Um, is Matt Monroe Jr. still alive? If he is, let's get him on the show. By the way, Phil Williams, who's been doing some cover shifts here, um... Tweeting me this weekend, Roger. I don't. Th even though he's worked at Five Live for a long time, I don't think he knows how radio works or what a tin pot organisation he's joined. Now he's left the BBC because he tweeted me saying, "You should get Jason Statham on the show." Well, I mean, we should. Yeah. Okay. Have you got his number? Oh, I wish I wish I had Jason Statham's number. Uh, if I had Jason Statham's number, he'd be he'd um, change numbers because I'd be phoning him all the time. <laughs> Can you get Matt Monroe Jr. on the show, if he is indeed still alive? If he's not, I'm going to have to dig out the Ouija board. Uh, Matt Monroe was a milkman, uh, gave up his career. He was not, he was a bus driver. His own son, oh God, look at you mansplaining. His own son said he was a bus driver, Catherine. Don't care what it says online, his own... He said he did a lot of jobs. His own son. Stop being Twitter about this. Could you please? You can be a milkman and a bus could driver. Could you find not at the same time, love? Could you find out? Could you find out? What is your problem now? She's moved away from the microphone, Rog. <laughs> what is your problem, love? She's researching. She's n researching. No, 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 no. I'm not doing anything at this point apart from taking in this scene. Oh, do I look good? <laughs> Do I look hot? Do I look hot with my tan? You look like a man who is ripe for a tribunal. <laughs> <laughs> um, is Matt Munro Jr. still alive? Oh, good question. Could I'm going to find out. I may or may not tell him. <laughs> I can sense interesting in the room. Interesting. Okay, Roger. What What do you want, please? Uh, I can answer your cat question, sadly. Okay. Not on that. It's. By the way, this is this is Roger the cat thief. Okay, <laughs> Roger the cat. away you go. It's a semi myth, but it's sort of true it's about cats. It's a semi myth, but it's sort of true. It's oh, the okay. reason. It's the re. They're not looking. They're not looking for a quiet place to die. What it is is that it's believed they. When when a cat's dying, they perceive it as an outside attack. Sorry. So that they are trying to escape the thing that's trying to trying to attack them. Huh? What? It, the cat thinks it's being attacked. But what? By what? Death. Yeah. Basically, they, they don't know what's attacking them. They just perceive it as an attack. So they're trying to hide from whatever uh, could be attacking them. The can, I, can I just say for a second? Hang on a second. Just stay there, Roger. Peter Hughes, you're a, you're a bell cheese. 
I'm going to read this out, and just hasn't listened. The lady in the studio is typical of the insane attitude <laughs> of people nowadays. Thank you. She's talking absolute rubbish. This is the most <laughs> insane tweet, right? It's about, talking about the Matt Monroe song. Right. And this person, this next line is completely wrong, Peter. It's a song about everyday life at the time, at that time. It's not. Anyone who starts talking about political correctness, didn't. we didn't, is completely balmy. Give me strength. Give it. Give me a call, Peter. O3. Anyone who starts talking about political correctness, because you're you. the one who started talking about political correctness, Peter. Oh three. Or is that me being offended again? Four nine nine. 1000. 0344991000 is the telephone number, Peter. It's not what the song is about, and she didn't mention political didn't. correctness, and you're uh, absolutely way off the mark. I'm there, trying to understand the song, because yes. sometimes things can be, um, there can be subtle differences if you listen carefully, but obviously that's a skill that you've yet but to develop. Also, the song is not about life at the time. Of course not. It's a very, it's about a very specific, um, uh, uh, uprising of, of women feeling able to go and protest on on the streets about stuff which was was i suppose by 1970 71 it had been going on for a while but you know it filtered through to the mainstream that this was actually possibly a marketable thing to comment on you know it's it, it, it's not about life at the time are you nuts you got ears dude anyway roger so basically roger i, I wasn't really listening but i think Catherine, roger's threatening to kill my cat unless i pay him five million dollars <laughs> that's certainly what i heard yeah wow Wowzers! Now that, that's that, that's libel. That is that's libel. Oh, all right, cat kidnapper. I got it too. I think. Uh, well, uh, so do, what do we think? I mean, why is she going outside and sleeping then? She never does that. I don't know. It's, is, is this the end, my beautiful friend? I don't. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't you, think you, it's not. It's, I can remember. I found my cat under my bed. Yeah, dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't a nice thing at all. I, I, she, I knew she was ill. Yeah. We were going to take her back to the vet anyway, and I uh, just found her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, not nice. No. Not nice, and it's not something I'd wish on anybody. So. Well, it's, listen, I've been expecting it for the last three or four years. <laughs> so, and, and when it comes, it's going to be devastating and I'm going to be in mourning for a month and it's going to, you know, I, I, but, you, you, uh, you know. But here's the thing, people, don't, people who don't have pets don't get it and people who've never had cats don't get it about cats. They go, well, get it about dog, but don't get it about a cat. No, no, no. A cat is, 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 is part of the family. She's my, my little girl. She, I'm going to say she's one of my daughters. Mm. The three cats are my daughters. And I know that, I know how ridiculous that sounds. And the people that hate me are going to use that in mm. somehow as a weapon. Well, they're going to attempt to use it as a weapon against me. My three cats are my little daughters and I love them and I will be devastated if anything happens to them. I think it's one of the reasons why I never got another cat, to be honest, because it, it felt like replacing her. And I don't think that for years I'd never even considered getting another, getting another cat because... 
and then when you wanted to get one, you couldn't fit it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no. Oh three four four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Absolutely anything goes. We've got Sexpert coming on at midnight to talk about why, um, how to attract, uh, sexual partners by, um, well, putting, uh, I don't want to keep saying fanny juice. Intimate fluids. Intimate fluids. Um, on your pulse points. There we go. That's coming up soon. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. I was sending you a treat. Pretty bus driver. You've sent me, let me just have a look. It's a picture. Ah, it's a picture of Matt Munro. On a bus. As a, no, not on a bus, he's driving a bus. Catherine? One of his many jobs, yes. Well, yeah, no, no, you said he wasn't a bus. You said, and I quote. She, she said he wasn't. You said he wasn't a bus driver. I said he was. No. You, Amongst other things. Are you listening? For, hello? Is this on? I read a thing out by his son saying they remember him as a, he is a, him as a bus driver, but drinking. he was Sorry, also me, a lorry drinking. driver, whatever, yes. S slurring a little a bit. Lo slurring a little bit, this right. aggressive. Right, I'm out. What? Where are you going? I'm done. What do you mean you're done? You what do you mean you're done? Is this because, or because Matt Monroe was a bus driver? Ser <laughs> Seriously? Are you, are you having a cob on because Matt Monroe drove a bus? I'm having a cob on because you argue with everything I say. I do not. You shouldn't be telling Matt with Parkinson's to shut up. That's but it actually, is Jerry. That's true. Love you, there we go. Thank you, Jerry. Um, okay. Well, can we at least make it through until one o'clock and then you can have whatever this is? A little hissy fit. All because a man drove a bus. Unbelievable. Ooh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, uh, Greg's has banned a pub from using its name with its, quote, dirty thoughts of Cheryl Cole burger. Over the claims the label is offensive. The branding villa in Gosforth, Gosforth, Newcastle. Hey, it's Newcastle. Hey, it's bloody cold in Newcastle. Oh, bloody hell. It's bloody cold in Newcastle. Okay, stop. I'm Spender, I'm, uh, um, Jimmy Neal, and I come from Newcastle, upon time, and bloody cool day, man. Oh, it's cool, the lassies have got no, no clothes on, after the nightclub. The lassies are wearing miniskirt. Stop it. On New Year's Day in Newcastle, man. Hey, it's bloody cool, man. That's actually quite a good accent. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's not Newcastle. Yeah, it's cool, so it's cool, cool, man. The lady we got cold, son. No, repeating it doesn't. The lady it... got no clothes on me. Flipping it. No. What? No more. Uh, Peter Hughes, you're a, you're an idiot. Go on. We're going to change the world. Was a song about life at that time, as I said. Repeating it doesn't make it. Part true. of life at that time was that women were becoming more liberated. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, jeez! 
Now do you understand it? Yes. Probably not. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> I bet Peter's It's now 2019 and you're telling a woman to shut up, so... Yeah. I bet Peter's one of the people, um... Oh, Peter Hugh, 6579-6484. Uh-huh. It can't be a bot. That can't be a bot, because no, a bot can't listen to the show. No, but it's someone who uh, hasn't had the, um... It's one of our people, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't know how to change their name. Then we're going to change the world. Was a song about life at that time, as I said. Part of life at that time was that women were becoming more liberated. Thanks for explaining <laughs> that to me. <laughs> um... The Brandon Villa. Oh, stop. In Gosforth, Newcastle. Bondheim serves the burger with a Greg's sausage roll piled on top of two patties, baked beans, and cheddar cheese. Accompanied by a portion of chips, the £12.50 meal has become a sensation. Sounds like a lot of beige. That's a, that's a, also £12.50 in Newcastle. That's almost a month's mortgage. Jokes. Rude. Jokes, guys. Jokes. I never do jokes about places. Let me do one jokes about one places. But the bakery chain whose headquarters are nearby in North Tainted has taken legal action against the pub after receiving complaints. Oh, my God. It looks horrendous. I mean, you'd never have a regular motion again, would you? Oh, so there's a horrible name. The dirty thoughts of Cheryl Carl. Well, is it? Well, no. It's, I'm well, assuming no, it's her think, her thoughts, supposedly, right? It's not. It's not a sexual thing. Um, okay. A spokesman for the pub, which is previously named Burgers after Anton Deck, told the Sun, "We're a bit gutted about it. Really, we've been doing it for years, and it's no harm to their brand. We're only a couple of pubs. It's a Greg sausage roll on a burger. They want us to remove the name from the menu so it doesn't say Greg's." But it's the institution Newcastle reference that makes the joke. We think it's a shame. I mean, Cheryl's not bothered. I don't know, does she? Cheryl, who is now known by just her first name, you tell Cheryl Baker that, (laughs) was born at famous Cheryl Poker. Now, Cheryl. Cheryl Teague. Baker. Cheryl Ladd? Or is it Carol Ladd? Cheryl Cheryl Ladd. No. Was it? Carol Ladd. Was it? Yeah. Don't Google it. I'm right. Don't believe you. Well, okay, if you Google it and I'm right, you're disqualified from the game. Famous Cheryl's. If you're right, you won anyway. Yeah. Or if I was right, I was going to let you have another go. But Cheryl Ladd. Show me. You just change that. What? I, I've changed Google. Yep. It's easily done. You don't affect yourself. They, do it, they do it for mov- movies. In one of the Jason Stratham films, he was using Ask Jeeves as a search engine. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Oh. Um, was it set in the olden days? Well, one of them is set in the, the uh, fiery future of 2012. It's <laughs> <laughs> a uh, death race. Um, Cheryl Teagues. I've already done that. That was my first Did one. you do that one? Yeah. I do apologise. Cheryl... Cheryl, Cheryl. Oh, Sherry Lungi, Cheryl Lungi. No, she's not. Cheryl Lungi. She's not called Cheryl. Cheryl Lungi. No, you can't. You, I'm not even looking. You can't tell me. Cheryl Bonero, me, my mo Ferrell, fee five fo Ferrell, Cheryl. Cheryl Baker. Did that one? You're describing. Not in the game. You didn't. I did. That was the. I did. That was the second one. I did. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a silly game. Now you decide. Uh, it's, it's, um, oh, 
I remember why I blocked Joe Bowers. <laughs> he was a knob. Um, uh, okay. Um, okay. So, uh, where is it? Oh, I've lost the, the thing now. I'm, I'm losing the will to live. As are the listeners, so let's carry on. Cheryl, who is known, now known by her first name, was born and bred in South Shields, just over 10 miles from Newcastle. A Greg spokesman said, we are passionate about our food and our customers, and as the quirky menu descriptions are causing offence, we can't put our name to it. We're not asking for the burger be t- to be taken off the menu. We just want to make sure when people are buying a Greg's branded product, it's from us or from one of our official partners where permission has been sought. That sounds fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, oh, and that's the end of the story. Okay, well, that that... That de-escalated quickly. Let us go to our good friend, Philip. Good evening, Philip. Good evening. Just a very quick call about Matt Munro. The, bus, the um, famous singing bus driver, yes. Yes. Um, there's a couple of things. Have you ever heard the sketch you did, or the sketch that was put together by Kenny Everett? Don't remember it, no. It's on YouTube. It was. Uh, it's a very short sketch, but it's pretty, very funny. Um, Matt Munro starts to sing, and Kenny... Well, I won't spoil it in case you find it and you, you, you decide to play it. Okay. Also, uh, he appeared in the early days with Pete, on a Peter Sellers album. The very first Peter Sellers album was called Songs for Swinging Sellers. Yep. You know it. Uh, produced by George Martin, of course. Yeah, that's right, yeah. With the um, some wonderful tracks with Irene Hands of and a great, um, what, written by... Um, Frank Muir and Dennis Norton. Yeah. Uh, in a set in the school. But the first track is called You Keep Me Swinging with Fred Flange and Peter Sellers. And Fred Flange is Matt Munro. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just a couple of bits about that. That was all I uh, had to say. Okay. How are you doing, Fred? We've not spoken for ages. I hear you quite a bit. Yes. On the old uh, Bob Mill show, yeah, you're not so spoken to us through. I feel a little bit left out, Philip. What's well, going on? What have we done to offend you? Well, no, no, it's nothing. Offend, no, it's just a, you know, if I've got something to say, oh, you know, like the you know, with about that. No, no, I've got you still listening and uh, still doing the dogs on the Thursday, so uh, you know, yeah. keep keeping busy. Are you well at and everything, Phil? Yes, very uh, still enjoying myself. Actually, I might have a bit of news for the end of the month. Oh. Uh, I don't want to, you know, so oh. I heard something today, but uh, I'll tell you what, I'll make sure you're the first people to hear it. Are you getting a job on BBC London? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll tell you what it, I'll tell you what it is. I might, they told me, so I might as well tell yeah, you. Last year I taped uh, an episode of a quiz show. Oh, here we go. Yeah, go on. And they told me today that they're going to show it at the end of the month. Is it pointless? No, tipping point. Hey! Yeah. With my mate Ben! There we go, Philip! Yes. yes. Yeah, exclusive for you. Oh, buddy. Can, listen, if you get the chance, if you remember, if you, if you can give us a call that week and let yes, us I, know... Yeah, I will do. I'll, I'll let you know. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I had to go down to Bristol to do it. Isn't Ben Shepherd lovely? He was very good, very good, you know, really, uh, had a, had a, you know what people say on that programme, it's a, you know, I've, I've had a wonderful day. Yeah. You do, you yeah. do. You know, it, don't, it, t- it, don't give us any clues, but can no, I make no, a, pre- no, no, may no, I no, make no. a prediction? Yeah. You get knocked out first. <laughs> I'm going to say this, I'll tell you what, Ian, talking about quiz shows, you've done quiz shows. I've done loads of them, yeah. How did you, did you have to go down to Bristol? Please? No, none of them, all the ones I did were filmed in London. There was talk of me doing a Mastermind Champion of Champions in yeah. September, but that, they, they've not got back, so I'm guessing that's not happening. That was in Belfast, I think. Because oh, the ones with the stars, you know, the tipping point and the chase, they have an audience, don't they? Because the normal ones, you don't have an audience. 
Yeah, the celebrity, the, the chase doesn't have an audience for, um, civilians, but for, for blue tickers like myself, then yes, uh, you, you have an audience, yeah. Yeah, of course it was 44 years ago that I did Celebrity Squares, the very, very first one. Mate, you live in the dream, buddy. Oh, that, that was, that was, I never, will never forget that because uh, I met so many, you know, people that were on the show, Diana Dollars, Vincent Price, uh, wow. Leslie Crowther, Terry Wogan, William Ruxton. It was, uh, you know, it was a, a great experience and funny, well, not funny enough, the only person that was one of the celebrities that's still around was the lady Amy McDonald, which you remember from at last the 1948 show. Oh, blimey, yes. And she's still around, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, it's going to be a test. I'll tell you what, I'll uh, speak to you the other day. I look forward to seeing it, Philip. I bet you got a, a real kick out of that. Thank you, mate. Let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello, uh, I've just been watching uh, Jeremy Vine on the television, where Julia Hartley-Proor and other personalities and uh, commentators, etc., were involved in it. And, uh, could you, I, could you uh, turn, whatever you've got in the background, could you turn it off? Yes, please. Yes, I will. Just a second, please. You're turn welcome. Off, I'm awfully sorry about that. That's all right. You're uh, on the air now. What the whole group of people on that program failed to realise was that <clears throat> of the 17.4 million yes. people who voted for Brexit, and in fact... Uh, the number of Remain people yes. that voted. Yes. I wonder just what percentage of political involved people voted for Brexit and for Remain. I've tried to find out. Well, I don't know what you mean by I don't know what you mean by politically involved. Well, I'm members of a political party. Because when you think about it, what does that have to do with anything? The electorate is not really uh, part and parcel what are you talking about? of a political party. Uh, a very minute number of people yeah, belong to political parties. Isn't it like 100,000 for the parties. Tories and 250,000 for the, uh, the, for the Labour? Some, something like that, very roughly. So let's say, let's round, let's be generous, let's say there's 500,000, half a million, it's less than that, but half a million um, uh, members of political parties. And yeah. how many people voted in Brexit? Like 30, 32 million? 17.4 million in total. Uh, in total, right. I, was doing, I, was, I thought it was <laughs> All right, so, seven, okay, so 17 million aren't, and the 0.5 are. So what does, I don't know what, what that's got to do with the price of butter. Well, we're not talking about butter, if you're serious. Well, no, I, I am serious. I don't know what, what, your, what your point is, sir, or why you're telling me. No, no, no. I feel you're taking Mick out of me here. No, I'm, I'm just, trust me, I haven't even started taking the Mick out of you yet. I, I, I will do if this nonsense carries on. What on earth are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? No, what are you... I asked first. Hang on a second. Hello? I'm saying to you... Yes? It's politics, effectively, that is ruining political parties. What? Are ruining... Politics are ruining political parties. The political parties are the Labour Party yes, and every other political party. I know what party. a political party is. I don't know what your point is, sir. Well, what I'm saying to you is... Well, no, no, I'm I... wasting my time speaking to you. I'm awfully sorry. Sorry? If you can't understand what I'm driving at... Well, I can't... You're, sure not... the people that you're, you're a gentleman that watches the can. Jeremy Vine show at 11 o'clock at night. You're, you're obviously a blathering idiot. What are you talking about, man? 
it. It's on television this evening. Okay, right. What, the Jeremy Vine show? No, no. Jeremy Vine was the host on the programme. So, so what show was it? Uh, it was earlier on tonight on it, the television. Okay, and what was it called? Uh, I'm not... I, just bear with me. I came in at it when it was on. Just bear with me a second. It was a live, de live debate on our politicians. Okay. Etc. A live debate on our politicians, etc. Right. And so your point is that politics are, ru are ruining politics. Politics is ruining the country because political views, instead of what the democratic vote was, is ruining the country. Right, hang on, wasn't, the wasn't you're referring to Brexit, obviously, wasn't the democratic vote in Brexit to um, regain, even though we, we never lost it, but to regain sovereignty, right? Uh, among other things, right. yeah. And sovereignty means that the politicians have a say I as to what is best for the country, no, right? They try I and steer. Let me finish the sentence. Let me, fin let, me fin let me finish the sentence. The politicians. Thank you. Forgive uh, me, like you or the, I. Okay. Had one uh, vote. Let me finish the sentence. So, had one vote. Okay, stop being rude. Let me finish the sentence. So, sovereignty, as far as I understand it, means that politi politicians try and guide the country to whatever is best for the country. Forgive me, you're wrong again. Okay, please Politicians educate me. Politicians are voted in by a democratic What does vote. sovereignty mean to you? Sovereignty means... Hang on a minute. ...respecting the will of the people... The will of the people. ...and the Queen is the head... Oh, Jesus. That. Jesus Christ. Sorry? I said Jesus Christ. Don't take the name of the Lord in vain, please. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're dealing with. What do you mean, this is what you're dealing with? Well, you don't even know who you're speaking to. I don't know why you've called me. I have no idea what this, what, why we're talking about this. Well, thank you very much. I'm sorry, but I'll hang up. And thank then you. you'll be up. Okay. Bye. Thank you. What on earth was that about? It was someone who should have what? left it talking to the telly. I think he thinks because Julia Hartley Brewer works here, she lives here and we're going to shout her down from upstairs or something. What on earth were those two on about? I have absolutely no idea. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This dear listener is Talk Radio. Dead of night discourse for disco queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy farmers aye, aye. and distant fathers. Yeah, whatever. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Uh, uh, we're debating whether I was a little bit harsh, that gentleman. I think I may have been Kathy's. Uh, no. Nope. No, not Next. at all. Okay, all right. Let's go to. I'm tempted to give this one. Well, let's see. It says here, at the pub, wants to remain anonymous. What could possibly go wrong? Yes. Yes, 5664. Hello. How are you doing, Ian? I'm very okay. well. You're, you're on the air. Uh, I'm in a pub. Yep. Yeah, uh, um, and uh, it's a little bit noisy. Okay, what would you like to say? I don't know. But why have you called? Um, I'm not too sure. You, you, you wanted callers straight to air, so no, no, no. I, I didn't want. Call. I don't. I don't want callers straight to air, and I don't want callers that are not going to. They're not going to contribute. Okay, I will contribute. I spoke to you the other day. Um, um, I'm one of yours and Kath's fans. 
and uh, I listen most nights. I was the driver, um, or I told you we've got the stack the other day, so uh, I haven't got a job to go to, so uh, now I go aye, to the pub. Aye, 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 aye. Well, well, how's that going? Uh, well, I, I want to go and see one of my friends uh, down on the coast today. Unfortunately, he's got cancer, and um, he has got a lot to live. I'm sorry so to hear I've that. I'm sorry to hear that. So I'm uh, taking my time up with uh, trying to do constructive things, because I haven't got a job. Yeah, it's tough. Why, if you haven't got a job, why you waste, I get it, it's a slightly patronising question, but why are you in the pub? That's well expensive. Um, believe it or not, I'll tell you the truth. Tell me the truth. Um, there's a pub. Yeah. That I know. It's, it's giving away Sunday. free beers. Nope. No. One pound fifty a pint. Right. Okay. So, that's why I'm here. Okay, well... But also, my National Express bus dropped me off here as well. Okay. Um, well, are you having a good time? Well, I had a great time today. We had a I, good I meal out on the beach. That's not why, it's, not, it's, not what, it's not what I asked. I asked very specifically, are you having a good time? In the pub I'm in at the moment. Yeah. Right this second. What are you uh, I'm only here for another 30 minutes till I get a bus back to where I live. Okay. So, am I, am I having a good time here? I haven't come here to have a good time. I've come here because to have a beer and, and kill some time before my bus comes back to where I, where I live. Okay. Basically. Okay. Sort of. Sort of. Okay. But obviously I'm coming here for a beer. I'm, I'm not saying I, I didn't come here for a beer because obviously I did. If you get what I mean. I think I get what you mean. Yeah. Well, if, listen. I like, I like a beer. Like, like many of us do. Right, okay. But not too many. Okay. Not too, not too many. Not All right, too well, many. I don't, I, well, it's, I, that's great. I'm glad you're having a, f a decent time. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening and I hope you have a safe journey home. Yeah, well, I would do on, on the bus. Also, Ian, yes. um, like, I wanted to ask about this the other day. Here we go. Um, okay. Um, one of the questions I, I, I tried to ask you, but you were too busy to go to the news, is like, stand up. Why yeah. haven't you done stand up? I'm not a stand up well, comedian. Uh, you might as well ask why haven't I gone and um, decorated no, no, someone's no, house. I'm not I, a decorator. I, you might as well ask why haven't I driven a bus or delivered milk because I'm not a bus driver or a milkman. But I've. I've yeah, I suppose so. I'm not a stand up. You are a comedian, though. No, I'm not. You're not a stand up I'm not a comedian. Okay. Well, well, you put me to rights then. You're not a comedian. I'm not a comedian. Okay, well, fair enough. I won't put you in that pigeonhole anymore. Thank you very much. Take me out of that pigeonhole. Thank you. Uh, enjoy your evening. Let's go to... I'm really annoyed because I wrote a tweet about PTSD and I spelt slight wrong. I put slate as in mm. slight, slight of hand. Yeah. And I thought that was how you spelt slight as in, an ins as in insult. And I guess it's just slight mm. as in S-L-I-G-H-T. And I put, as, as um, the Kenny Rogers lookalike, whose name, I can't remember his name, Mike, two Mikes, Mike Parry, would say slate. Mm. I put slate and it's getting a bit of traction. I hate it. The tweets of mine that always get a bit of traction are the ones that have always got a spelling mistake in. Always. Yeah. But but usually by people who aren't great spellers themselves. No, but I, 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 my fans, my fans deserve better. Yeah, they do. They deserve better. Whose cup is this? I don't know, not yours. Okay. Uh, Jesus. We're not this desperate for calls. What have you got, Mo? Hey, right. Yeah, you're very, very muffled. No, I, I, I'm not that inclined <laughs> to keep you on for very long. So let's, let's, uh, let's get to the point. No, no, no. Okay, no, okay, um, I'm going to ask you a question. 
it'll be something about why do I do something that you don't like or something. It always is. It, 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 very rarely. Well, let's see. Maybe I've got this let's wrong. Hear him out. Let's Maybe see. Maybe there won't be a dig in there. Thank you, Catherine. Yes, Mo. Over to no, you, Motif. Okay, I have. Don't make me laugh because you're funny. To be honest, I have six. Oh my god, I have. Six, why am I laughing? I have six eggs. I broke two. I fried two, and I ate two. How many? Sorry. Are you hungry? <laughs> why are you crying? Don't because you broke two uh, eggs. Don't cry about broken eggs. You still got four left. Okay, how many are left? Well, hang on a minute. Do you inclu- are we including broken ones in this? No, I have six eggs. I've well, you got two, two, then. I fried two, and I ate two. You, you, got two. Left. you have to break them to fry them. you got four eggs. Yeah, you said two, so you got it wrong. Yeah, you've eaten but... two eggs. you got four eggs. No, you got four left. Yeah, exactly. You've eaten two eggs. you got four yeah, eggs. You said you... Yeah, but some people say you got six left. So I, I don't didn't. Know why. I didn't. Kath didn't. It's really, you answer from your own perspective, so I wanted to know your perspective. Well, no, you answer from the, no, 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 there's no perspective, you answer, (laughs) you answer either correctly or incorrectly. No, not with this question. Yeah. It's really a perspective sole question. No. It's not perspective, it's, there's, there's a right answer. Just, I'm just going to block this Pete Hughes, there we go, block now. No, no. Uh, It's, it's either a right answer or there's a wrong answer. No, because you might have broke, you might have, broke them on the floor. Well, no, you and haven't. Then you, well, then you broke them. Then, then you broke them. how do you fry them without breaking them, Mo? Come on, be sensible. Yeah, but the, the, the fried ones might be from a different break. Well, then, then you've not you got... Broke, but then they're well, not from the same six eggs, well, are Well, then you've got more than six eggs, Mo. What is this, mate? Come on, buddy. You scared because you've got to go back oh, to yeah. school tomorrow? Is that what it is? <laughs> you're worried... You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're trying to get right. a little bit of brain exercise in so you don't look quite as dim as normal. Is that what it is, Mo? <laughs> Uni, actually, not a school. Uni. Uni. Oh, formerly a polytechnic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, mate. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. What are you studying, logic? No, not logic. Marketing. Good, good job. Marketing. Oh. Wow. So, like public relations, how to deal with people, how to speak to people in public, how oh. not to be rude, yeah, how to get people to like you. <laughs> No, social media marketing. Yeah, oh, how yeah. to manage public image, though. Okay. Yeah, okay. I suppose. Okay. Well, I, if I were you, I would take as many notes as you can and listen as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah, I, I learned from you, Ian. Okay, Mark. Thanks, thanks for your call. They always add so much to the show. <laughs> they really do, don't they? Anyway. Yeah, they really, really do, Moses, yes. Yeah, they're quite good. Yeah. They are more than quite good, Mo. They are excellent. <laughs> anyway, when do you get your live stream back? We've been doing it the last two or three weeks. Really? Yeah. Anyway, when are you on ITV? Um, I don't. I haven't got anything in the diary, Mo. This is going absolutely nowhere. So thank you so much. But tutty bye. Jeez. Jeez, Louise. Just wants to be your friend. Hi, yo, I wanna be your dog. You adore me. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna be your dog. I wanna, I wanna, I gotta be your dog. You adore me. Is that a real song? Huh? Is that a real song? I wanna, it's the Stone Roses. 
I want to be your dog. No, oh. I want to be your dog. (laughs) I want to... I wanna, I wanna be a dog. You adore me. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a dog. (laughs) Okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, Kate is obsidian disorder. Disorder without an e. Obsidian disorder. Kate says, all in capitals because she's shouting. She's angry. Gosh. Must have been very hashtag traumatic getting your head that far up your ass. You hashtag moronic, hashtag brainless, hashtag C. Also, you might want to wipe your lips. Someone's done a, a hashtag dirty Sanchez on you. Oh, you do your dirty Sanchez to yourself, don't you? I do it every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Thank, well, thank you, uh, Obsidian uh, Disorder Without an A. I appreciate that. Um... Appreciate that. That's very, very kind of you. Um, oh, and then you go straight to their, their tweet, and the pinned one is about integration of the races. <laughs> I understand it. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. What you got, Boyle? I've got this. Oh, so it's such a shame when when efforts to make the world a better place go wrong. Police in Northeast Fife tried a revolutionary strategy to deter motorists from exceeding the speed limit across a busy road, along a busy road. Okay. They set up a life-size cardboard copper holding a speed camera on the B937. Oh, where is this? Uh, Northeast Fife. I've seen these coppers. I've, okay, yes. In the hope that drivers would see Pop-Up Bob and ease up on the accelerator before they realised he wasn't real. Pop-Up Bob. Slight flaw in the plan. Someone's pinched Bob. Oi, come on now. Police are now appealing for the safe return of the invaluable member of their team in a series of light-hearted social media posts. Oh, I love it when the police get funny on Twitter. One tweet re- uh, read, between 13.30 hours and 14.30 hours on Thursday 29th of August 2019 on yeah. the B937 at Charlottetown, someone has removed hashtag pop Bob. Yeah. Any info on his whereabouts, call 101. He's an invaluable member of our team and we'd like to see a safe return. Oh, Pop-Up Bob will have someone's mum's bra on him. He'll be... He'll uh, be holding a spliff in the student's house. I mean, he's going to be photographed in a number of yeah. um, poses, not becoming of a police officer on duty, let's put it that way. Mm. One Twitter user wrote, Am I reading this right? Someone has stolen a cardboard copper. If he's returned with an extra hole drilled on him, my money's on not touching him till he's wiped clean. Oh, my God. Jeez, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Another said, Has anyone checked your local weather spoons? Bob might be enjoying a pint or two. When someone suggested Bob might have hold up, uh, be holed up in the local Krispy Kreme, the cops responded, we're arranging a 24-hour police presence just in case he turns up there. And yes, of course, someone else dropped that quote from Taken. While speed limit, ex- exceeding the speed limit isn't a criminal offence unless you yeah. neglect to pay the fine, theft definitely is. Question. You get kidnapped. Yeah. Do you try and escape or do you try and appease your kidnappers? I just annoy the crap out of them. But seriously, right? You've got kidnappers. It's my special skill. It is. She's very annoying. I would try and escape. I would. I would put my life on the line. I would try and escape because I don't want to be seen as. I don't remember as the guy. Do you remember when that? He's that guy that got um, kidnapped and they had to pay like a million dollars for him and, and they exchanged him on a. Do you remember that guy? He got found in the boot of a car for a million dollars. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the the guy that got. They they either go. Um, there's that guy who uh, got kidnapped and he escaped. Mm-hmm. Or, do you 
remember that bloke who got kidnapped and he tried to escape and then he got he got killed? Glory. Death or glory. Yeah, I want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that gets a million pounds, gets left in a phone box or a biffa bin. Who's going to uh, leave that? Um, my, my family. Um, talk radio. <laughs> talk radio, probably, well, I guess. You know, it's a million dollars, gets left in a biffa bin, mm. and then I get found in a boot of a car stinking a piss. Because they would urinate on me. Alternatively, they just get Preva in. We forget all about you. Ooh, wow. Replaced by the Preve? You do that? That's what he's for. <laughs> That's what he's on so often. In fact, I want to know what he was doing on the night in question. That would be, uh, you get a, you get a very monotonous phone call. We have Ian Lee. Um, give us a call. Oh, wait. Oh, no! <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> but I, 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 I can't. Kidnapping must be weird, like a long kidnapping. You don't really get them now. You no, get them in the seventies and eighties a lot. No, because it, kidnapping is difficult these days. CCTV, um, life being busier. <laughs> People are busier. They're too busy to kidnap <laughs> anymore. Looking after someone in the basement, tying We're going to do that kidnap, but I had to go to Tesco's. Do you know what I mean? Got no, got no. I had to get the milk in, also and got then a we box got box set to watch. Yeah, too much on. Life's too hectic of a kidnapping. It was seventies and eighties. It was big. I don't mean like. I mean, we all know the seventies was the decade for hijacking airplanes. Not to you know, you know pre nine eleven. This was just uh, you landed in Cuba and mm. um, you know chuck bodies out on the hour every hour. That was, that was big. But um, a good old fashioned kidnapping with the police or with their headphones on you can keep them on the line for three minutes and then we can but isolate you, get that now. you can do that with your mobile phone easy how uh, how do you all right how do you iphone find my friend yeah but you <laughs> but the kidnapper isn't going to be using you no but your mate will be my phone i never put my phone on those devices i don't want people to know where i am mm. to, to 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 save to stop me being kidnapped oh, right. that's the thing there's a flaw in that plan that's the thing you know you can but anyway, they don't do that anymore because now what they do is they pose as nudie ladies and extort you that way. You know you can pay some sex workers to kidnap you. Yeah. To kidnap you and bundle you up and like react out an entire kidnap scenario over a weekend. So like you, you so like a Friday night. You know it's going to happen one Friday night, but you don't know you don't know exactly where or when. Yeah. And they kidnap you, and they hold you prisoner like Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, Sunday, and they either let you out Sunday night or Monday, depending mm -hmm. on what you pay for. Yeah. And you are their kidnap victim. Okay. You seem to know a lot about this. What I'm saying is Christmas is coming up. I'm just saying, you know, that's what I'd I like. did a kidnap once. No. Yeah, I did. On my sister's, my sister's favourite doll. Oh, come on. She was a grown-up, she was getting married. Yeah. My sister's got a Cabbage Patch kid called Alex that she's had since she was about five. Yeah. Very special doll's been over, all over the world with her as an adult. Yeah. Like, like, soft spot for this thing. Kidnapped it the night before her wedding, left a note saying that, uh, he's not my real dad, I don't want to be with you anymore, I'm running away. Flipping heck. I staged a kidnap, bundled him into the boot he's of my car. He's military though. Yeah. The fella. He could have found, he could have found us. I yeah. don't think he wanted to. Yeah. He calls it that chucky thing. I think he was glad. Yeah. Kidnapped it, took it away, dressed it up, uh, in a wedding outfit, put it in the bedroom in the, uh, the following evening. You should have burnt it. My sister was very upset. I almost ruined her wedding. Well, you should have burnt it. Taught her a lesson. But not said it was you. 
sent pictures? I think I could... I was quite good at it. I think I could do a kidnapping. I think I could do it. I think I could do it. The trick for the kidnapper is don't get involved with the person. Don't take the tape off their mouth. Don't make them human. No, exactly. They are an object. They are a commodity. Mm. They are they are a million dollars. Yeah. That's all they are. Because once you start, because as you know, Catherine, I'm a people person, and once I start communicating with someone, I'll, I, I would be like, they'll say, "Oh, you've got PlayStation, PS4. Can we play it?" I go, no, get get stuff. I'll go on. All right then. And then so that's it. Is, what do you think is that better than a I don't know a PlayStation or whatever and, and like the original ones? And how is it of better? It's better? And then they appeal. I've got you. Oh, that's it. I'm in. You see? That's it. That's it. I could do it, but it would have to really take a lot of effort on my part. If anyone wants to um, kidnap anybody with me, because I haven't got anyone to do it with, uh, 0344 499 uh, 1000. Don't involve anyone else. No, I want, I want, I need, I need, um, gang. I need the kidnapping gang. Okay. Um, we're going to talk about putting fanny juice behind your ear after midnight. You can give us a call though, 03. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. Don't forget if you want tickets to our show this Saturday in Bath at the Rondo Theatre, go to ianlee.com slash event. I'm a little bit windy, Pop, so I can only apologise for that. ianlee.com slash event. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
we go. Last hour of the show, dear listener. Sing hosannas. Not bad for a Monday. Not bad for a Monday. Perky for Perky. Sparky. A little bit fruity. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio, DAB app and talkradio.co.uk, anywhere around the world. Imagine, imagine. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, uh, Friday, uh, you, what was the story that you came up with that has inspired this next little uh, bit Actually, of the show, Catherine? It's Catherine a technique Moore. I've heard of before, but oh. looking at the woman who it's come from this time around yes. makes me feel like, okay, this is a real thing. I've never heard this before. This shocked me. So I was reading in one of the online papers about a, a sexpert who had backed up this theory that if you women apply your um, intimate juices to your pulse points, we can you... say we can say vagina. Okay. Well, if you apply those uh, fluids to your pulse points, we can say vaginal juices. We, we can okay. say sweet, sweet nectar. Okay, you can from the lady fountain. Right, but what I'm trying to say is, it has kind of powerful properties. Actually, I don't know if we can say sweet, sweet nectar from the lady fountain. I may, I may have to retract <laughs> that. That may, that may be a step too far. I apologise. Anyway, I've heard people doing this, and so uh, you take, you, you get it on your finger. Yeah, put it on your pulse points where you put your um. You have to shave your, your uh, Charlie girl. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, uh, you know, let the pheromones do the talking. And uh, I've never spoken to anyone who's actually done it. I've heard of it, but this is why we've got Shan on. We've got Shan Boudramon, who's uh, got a new book coming out soon, The Game of Desire. I'm looking and I'm thinking, yeah, this looks good. And then I see there's an audiobook version of it. I'm totesing. <laughs> Shan's <laughs> on the line from California. Even Shan. Oh, I've got the wrong fader. Stay there. I've got to put, hang on, my fault. I got so excited, I'd put you on the wrong fader. Shan is there. Good evening, Shan. I'm here. You're yes. here. I'm sorry, I drew on the wrong fader. How are you doing? I'm doing exceptional. I'm doing better to talk to you all. That was the greatest introduction. <laughs> it almost sounded scripted. <laughs> Masterful. Well, it, trust me, none of this is scripted. We ain't got a clue what we're going to say. Um, th well, tell us about this technique first, because Catherine has heard of this. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. Where, where Have you done it? Well, of course you've done it. It's in the book. Where did you hear this? How does it work? Yeah, so it's a, the nickname for it right now is Vabbing, and I believe that came from two comedians in New York. Yes, What's fascinating about this technique, as Catherine had said, it really isn't new, but I, as I was researching, everybody who's ever talked about doing it goes through a media storm of people saying disgusting, gross, incredible, amazing, what, how does it work? Yeah. And then it dies down, and then someone else comes to the forefront, so I am the 2019 Vabber. <laughs> uh, there's been others before me, so thank you for paving the way. Yeah. I heard about this probably 10-some-odd years ago, and it, as I say, we tested this out. So in the book, I worked with six women who are consistently, chronically single individuals who are down on love daters. What horrible, can I just say, Shan, what a sad phrase, chronically single. I mean, that's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but it's also very um, common in 2019. It's yeah. difficult out there to find your person. So we're just trying to see if other psychological techniques or yeah. uh, biological techniques out there that they could utilize to boost their opportunity to meet others. And I can say, I know, Catherine, that you said that I had proved that this worked. I want to say, unfortunately, oh. no one can prove that this absolutely works. It, it wasn't done in a scientific 
lab. It wasn't a controlled experiment. So beyond anecdotal, I cannot say if this is going to work for you. And if it makes you uncomfortable, don't worry. You don't have to do it. Uh-huh. You don't, just, just to say, if anyone's buying the game of desire, you do not, you are not in any way compelled to put vaginal juice <laughs> behind your ear if you don't want to. But you to. might want to consider it. Because what the suggestion, I'm it. I understand it, Shan, was that if it makes you feel sassy, it gives you a little bit more confidence, all this stuff helps. Absolutely. I mean, and it, I often get asked, I compare it to, you know, that um, myth that if you eat a lot of pineapples, your vaginal juices or even your cum is going to taste better. And there is it's no scientific true. proof that that's going to balance your pH. However, if having eating a bunch of pineapples makes you more prideful when you're getting oral sex and, you know, when you afterwards you feel compelled to kiss that person because you're like, I taste amazing, then it works. If uh. it makes you feel sexier and cooler and more inclined to engage in certain sexual activities that otherwise you wouldn't, I say I'm all for it. So similarly to vabbing, if it makes you feel more socially lubricated, can yeah. I use that pun? Yeah. If you feel more socially lubricated and you feel like you put yourself out there more, you feel like you have this little secret that's giving you an extra boost in life and that encourages you to be the better version of you out there in the dating scene, of course it works. That's um, the magic, it isn't it, Shan? It's confidence. Confidence is always the magic, girl. That, I mean, for actual, to make your vaginal fluids taste great i think my secret's apple cider vinegar uh to consume not to put down there i do not apple cider that, vinegar but. does everything it like cleans the house <laughs> it, it, it will make your hair look good and now it's making your fanny taste nice this is amazing but you're saying don't put it don't apply it directly to the area because there's been a whole heap of Oh, God. Doctor's advice, people stepping in saying, for God's sake, leave that thing alone. Don't people put putting things up in ice, people sticking things around. Don't put ice lollies up there. What were the things we had this summer that we had? There was like a... Spate. Garlic. Don't put garlic up there. Don't put ice lollies up there. What are people thinking? Yogurt. Really? Yogurt. Soak tampons. Frozen. Yes, I've heard that several Excuse times. Excuse me. What? <laughs> people. Oh, God. This is, uh, the world has gone crazy at the moment. Um, how did you, we we'll talk more about the book, Game of Desire, which is, I don't, is, is it out in the States yet? It doesn't come out here according to... It is. Right, because it says here the 2nd of October on, on Amazon over here. Yes, in America and Canada. I believe there's some place in the UK as well. Okay. I think if you buy it Audible or through ebook, it's out now. But I think to ship, I don't know why. And who's, who's, is it you doing the audio version of it? It is me doing the audio I mean, version of it, but after hearing your intro, I sincerely wish it was both of you. Oh, Shan, <laughs> listen, next <laughs> time you should Catherine get... Catherine and Ian Reed. You <laughs> should get Catherine to do the English version, but I'm getting... Because your, your accent is incredible. Where exactly are you from? I'm from Toronto, Canada, so uh, I, I've never heard in my life that my accent is incredible, so thank you for that. That will go on my tombstone. Oh, man, D- honestly, is, did you not think, Catherine? Yeah, we've got a soft spot for Canadians. That's some accent you've got going there. How does one, beca- I know, th- am I right that you started off as a journalist? That is correct, yes. How, so how does one, I'm sure you do many, many things, when we, but when we like to pigeonhole. How does one become a sexologist? How did you kind of head towards this direction of stuff i also like a pigeonhole i love labels I think labels are massively helpful i started out in journalism and as you guys know because you may have gone to j school too they say write what you know yeah so if you know sports you become a sports caster you yeah. know entertainment become an entertainment reporter and i said i think i know sex i think that that's the topic that i wow. want to cover this one i want to talk about and so i actually published a book coming out of graduating school called laid that was in 2009 and after that i got put 
into this position as the go-to voice for millennials in sex education. Yeah. And I thought, well, crap, I better back this up with some more education. So I went back to school and really just threw myself in this vein in this area. But initially when I began, my whole goal was to get more people excited about learning about their sex and their intimate and their emotional side. And that is what the Game of Desire is as well, too. And that's why I included Vabbing in the book, because I knew it would get people's attention. Yeah. But ultimately, the book is not a bunch of hacky, hokey no. fixes. It's more in-depth stuff. But if what brought you there is yeah. Vabbing, again, then Perfect. it Exactly. It's the headline grabber. It's what we would call the clickbait. But yeah. it's got us hooked and got us interested. And, Go it on, got, and it got me to your YouTube channel. And I had a look oh. at your videos. And the thing that I really like about them, your manner is kind of that gal pal that you can ask a gal pal I hate that kind of thing but uh, that that friend that you can ask anything to right we don't need to be three glasses of wine in to get to the to the to the real stuff with you 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 get straight in there you take questions I, I saw one where you took sort of anonymous questions things that no one dares ask anyone face to face you're straight in there and there is no shame involved because here's the thing for the amount of porn we're surrounded by at the moment, people still feel really squeamish about asking stuff that involves emotion, involves, you know, their personal life, stuff like that. It, it you know, we seem kind of, I don't know, it's, it's not like we don't see it, but we don't talk about it the way maybe we could. A hundred percent, girl. Please write my next review as well, too. That's exactly what I intend to do is to make this topic because... Sometimes when I tell people that, you know, I studied sex for a living, they're like, wow, that's so niche, that's so, that's so obscure. I'm like, I didn't just say I studied, like, the, what goes between hardwood floors, like this innocuous random topic that only five people need to know. I studied the thing that equates to why we're all here, mm -hmm. um, that drives so much of our behavior, so much of our motivation, and we should all be sex experts. Everyone should feel empowered to learn and pick up a book in this space because it's going to make an impact on you because like it or not, or love it or leave it, you are a sexual person, and we are born to bond. So you might as well get a hold on exactly what you're going to be doing to have the best outcome for you. How are people in the States and Canada, and I see you're in California, where we kind of know that, you know, people are a little bit more open in California, significantly more open than the, perhaps they are in other parts of the U.S. But how are people generally over there about talking about this? Because we still have in the U.K., I think... There is still a, a certain embarrassment from some people. There is a certain, there is a, a, still a bit of you shouldn't really be talking about that stuff. If that stuff is yeah. private. But meanwhile, their kids are learning about it from porn, and that's not an accurate representation of what a relationship is. So, how are people over there about talking about it? Are they, are they good? Are there still some kind of you know some, some barriers? Yeah, California, like you said, is kind of a bubble. Like I'm sure London is a bubble. Yeah. The rest of UK and. It is a bit more liberal here. However, yes, people are still uncomfortable. It's still not a topic that you, it's a very compartmentalized subject. You only want to bring it up, like Catherine said, with that one friend after three glasses of wine. You don't necessarily want to talk about it all the time. I had this experience where I was going to university to speak and I had an older woman driver pick me up and she said, what are you going to the school to talk about? And I said, sex. And I, I just really learned to stand in my truth. That's been like a new thing for me. Stand in my truth is yeah. what I talk about. And so she went quiet, and then she's like, okay, do you mean using condoms? Do you mean telling them not to have sex? And I was like, nah, kind of more about how to have better sex and how to enjoy it and orgasms. And yes, help is in there, but it's not my massive, my main message. And then she goes quiet for longer, and I was like, okay, this woman completely is turned off by me. She is disgusted by my work, but I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to excuse what I do for a living. Mm -hmm. And then she chimes in and says, do you know what? My first husband could not find my clit if it was on his nose. And then she just went in this long dialogue, because it was a long ride from the airport to yeah. school, 
just talking about her sex life all throughout the years. And I thought, that's a prime example of why we have to be the change we wish yeah. to see in this world. And so, because if I would have started second guessing, she would have never had that conversation. And, and also, yeah, um, having that conversation with a complete stranger. Isn't it, isn't it funny, the conversations you have with cab drivers and, and chauffeurs and things? Oh, yeah, I bet you've had some great ones. Oh, Shan, trust me. I, 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 I've seen some terrible things. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? I'm 46. In the last three months, I've, I've just kind of come out as being bisexual. I'm with a, Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much indeed. It's, 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 it's brought me a lot of shame in my life and sent me to some very dark places with mental health and drugs and all of that. And suddenly, for the last three months, I'm free of shame. Free of shame, Shan. And I'm in a relationship with a woman, and it is the most sexually open relation. I don't mean we're doing it swinging from chandeliers and stuff. We're having fun, but I've never been able to be so honest in a, in, in a bedroom and say, hey, do you know what? I wouldn't mind if, I'd really like it if you did that to me and I'd really kind of like to do this to you and would that be cool? And the other person is like, yeah, sure, let's give that a go. I've never had that. I, I, and I've wasted, geez, 30 years of being embarrassed and being shy and being hung up and being ashamed. And I guess probably worried that if you said something, it might give a clue to what was, what else was going yeah, on that yeah. you weren't ready to talk about. God, that must have been really hard. It was, it, it's, well, it's, uh, it, it's been horrendous, but the last three months have been amazing. And I'm 46, Shan, and I kind of thought I was, you know, kind of open-minded and liberal and stuff. So I've still got loads and loads of stuff to learn. And I think that, I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with the UK, but I think that the, the UK is kind of screwed up a bit about sex. Would you agree, Kath? Do you, am I, I mean, it's a generalisation, of course. I think we joke about it because we we're embarrassed it. by it. Yeah. I think that kids, and I'm talking kids, I mean, like, you know, under 30s. Yeah. And, you know, even my daughter is just turning 11 and we've already had an incident where, you know, another a, a boy has shown her stuff on his phone that I, I don't think she was ready to see. So here's the thing. You kind of got to uh, accept that. I keep saying it. Pornography is more easily accessed. And I can't let that be the only thing yeah. my kid knows about relationships yeah. because that's the danger that they expect. Apparently, you know choking and all that stuff is becoming more mainstream because people are being exposed to harder and harder stuff. I guess what we're saying, what I'm saying, Shan, is I wish that when I was younger, I'd been able to ask my dad about stuff, right? Yeah. Um, even though he wasn't a great example to ask him. And I wish there'd been, when I was, you know, the, the only book in the 70s and 80s was The Joy of Sex, which we, we all found our parents' copies, the, you know, the, the bloke with the big beard and all of that. It was just very hairy. <laughs> but something like this, The Game of Desire, <laughs> this kind of stuff is, and I know it's not a sex manual, but this kind of stuff, being able to talk about it freely is very liberating i'm finding but i'm here's the funny thing i'm still getting embarrassed having this conversation with you now shan isn't that silly no i mean it's a muscle right anything in life you're going to be if you do a layup for the first time it's going to feel uncomfortable and the 20th time you do it's going to feel uncomfortable and when you do it in a game for the first time it's going to feel awkward and so it's just practice i actually feel the opposite where i think that my sensor is broken that i forget that this is a taboo topic and so I'll be having loud conversations in public places and someone's like, we're talking about anal, you should probably keep it down. I'm like, right, this is not 2 p.m. at uh, Panera conversation. So I think that it's totally natural. I mean, I've 
get nervous doing interviews, not because yeah. they're anything scary. You guys are great, awesome, welcoming people. I just don't do it every single day. Yeah. So I think that it's, if you feel uncomfortable, lean into it. I think people talk yeah. about sex and they don't like it and then they stop doing it altogether. But you are a beautiful example of somebody who pushed the conversation beyond your comfort zone. And now you're having the best sex of your life, yes, an awesome partner, getting all your buttons pushed, and you are living your best life. So the, the you're a prime example. Thank you, Shan. The book is The Game of Desire, Five Surprising Secrets to Dating with Dominance. Now, what's the, what, what do you mean with dominance? That means putting yourself in the driver's seat. I think women especially tend to take a very passive approach to dating. They get, they wait to get approached. They yeah. wait to get asked out. They wait for a callback. Um, they wait to tell someone their feelings. And I'm just saying, hey, this is a big part of your life. Imagine waiting for the right job to find you. How stupid would that sound? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday saying how many times she'd gone for someone or how many times someone had approached her. And it seems like every time she ended up with someone, it's because they'd expressed an interest, you know. In what other sphere of life do you wait for that? Right. Yeah. It's so silly that we still maintain this age-old um tradition that just didn't work back then because it's not like our grandma chose the perfect partner god bless our grandpa but we all know she could have done better <laughs> this, we've seen other people benefit from this approach of waiting and so why are we keeping up this tradition mm. we should be able to have a say in who we want to talk to and where and how and what we do in the bedroom and so being dominant doesn't necessarily mean you know cracking the whip unless that's your bag that cracks with all means it just means asserting yourself and being present um and leading when it, it calls for a leader now listen, we don't want you to give away all the secrets in the book, right? Well, people go out and buy the book. I've just tweeted the link to it, and I'm I'm totally getting the audio book because I say I love your your accent, and I think this is the kind of stuff I would bizarrely like to listen to while I'm masturbating. No, Whoa! I'm joking. While I'm driving, yeah. it was a joke. Yeah. It was a joke, but maybe, <laughs> maybe who knows? Um, but so don't give us all the secrets and all tips. But give us we've got vabbing. Vabbing is the headline. We we we've got that. Give us just another little little hint of what we might be able to do, or w women specifically might be able to do, just to. To improve their chances or certainly improve their confidence yeah i would say unlock the different seductive potential that you have and that means that it's not just about looking like rihanna or marilyn monroe or what's the uk equivalent of any of those people um uh hilda ogden let's say holly willoughby she's yeah. uh, she's very popular at the moment isn't yeah. she yeah, well, there's there's a technique I like to call the Oprah, and the Oprah is a massively seductive technique in which you find out what really matters to somebody, and you remember that, and you talk to them about uh, it every time you see them. Right. You speak to their highest self, you speak to their potential, and when they're around you, they're reminded of who they want to be. And so in your glow, they get to be the version of themselves that they dream of, and so they want more of you. So I would say one of the secrets is, yes, like... Looking great is obviously a big way to draw people in, but there's other ways. You can be the kind of person who the waiter and the valet person, like everyone loves because you're so warm, and that person is in your glow. Like, I love being around them because everyone else likes them, and so I feel like I'm with the popular person. So they're just unlocking the different ways that you can be seductive and also acknowledging the ways that you are the red flag you're trying to avoid. I think a lot of dating tips is like topical, like what you can do. But a big part of it, if you're having trouble doing something is because you're doing something not well. So identifying 
some of the anti-repellent things that you might be guilty of, mm. uh, that you're easy to identify in others, but it's hard to really figure out that you yourself might be a culprit. Hey, Shan, how, how cool are your parents? Because we, um, on Friday when we were reading this story about vabbing, then we thought, well, Shan sounds great. And this is how we, 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 we were tweeting you during the show, which is how we, we, we got in touch, which, and I'm so pleased you got back. But we found your YouTube channel, and we played a couple of little bits of, of a couple of videos out on the show, including the one where you were showing your parents clips that I think your fans had said, we want you to show these to your mum and dad. How laid back are your mum and dad? They're awesome. I know. Your dad's just yeah. sat there going, yeah, this is great. What's <laughs> next? You know, what? how cool are they, man? Yeah, but you know what? Going to your point about Ian, it took time. I've been in right. this space now for 13 years, and yeah. it was not like that. My really? mom's first reaction when I told her I was going to be writing a book about sex is she was like, don't you realize there's going to be boys laughing and masturbating and laughing at you? And at first you know, was uh, obviously hurt by that. Now, you know, years later, I'm like, what kind of porn is my mom watching? <laughs> that's in her mind what people do when they get together. But that was their initial fear. And it, it took a very long time of seeing me grow and get success and be praised, um, be put down, but rise, raise back up for them to actually say, she's got this and we want to be a part of her journey, journey and support her. When she said that, uh, when, when that was the initial reaction, did, part, did you at any point think, oh, maybe she's got a point? Maybe I'm... Or, or you, you you would determine, you, and, and you, you thought, no, no, no I'm going to, I'm going to show her that she's wrong, and I'm going to make her proud. You know, in the book, I reveal this that one of my problems with my personality is I'm very disagreeable, and that actually stopped me from finding love. I got married last year, but it took me a long oh, time to find my person. Thank you. But I'm a disagreeable person, right. so as much as that really hurt me in relationships, it did help me with things like that because I didn't care what my mom thought. Yeah, I didn't care what teachers thought. I didn't care what people thought. Good. Obviously, if you want to be, if you want to work well with others, a la love or at a job, you have to care what people think. So I've learned that over time. But I do think that my headstrong, kind of badass, don't give a f personality really contributed to why I am where I am today. Uh, Shan, it, uh, it's so nice to talk to you. Yeah. You are, listen, we, we, we love you and we've, we've watched a few of your videos and we think you're great and we can order the book. Uh, you're welcome on the show anytime you want to come on, uh, uh, and have a chat. The book, I've just tweeted the link for Amazon in the UK. The book is The Game of Desire, Shan Boudram, B-O-O-D-R-A-M. And if you want to follow, uh, Shan on Twitter, it's at Shan Boody, S-H-A-N, B double O D Y. Um, it's so nice to talk to you, Shan. Thank you so much. And uh, it's honestly genuine invitation. You want to come on for a chat? You want? You got another book coming out? You just let us know, and you're on. Thank you. I'm following you guys on Twitter, so I'll take you up on that. Have awesome. a talk with you. Nice one, Shan. Thank you, and send that love to your mum and dad because I think they're. I want to see them talking about sex. <laughs> I want to see that. Isn't Thank she you, Shan. Great. She's brilliant. I love that. And what what uh, that voice, man? Yeah. Ay, 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 and ay, so ay. switched on. Do you know who she reminds me of? Imani. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, she d reminds me of Imani a little bit. Um, oh, three. Do you want to go and say goodbye to Shan? Yeah, please, Catherine, sure. and thank her. That was brilliant. At Shan Booty, if you want to uh, uh, follow her on uh, Twitter. Um, oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The show continues. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! Uh, she was lovely. Yeah. She was lovely. Yeah. Um,
I keep, uh, uh, people say, oh, I used to bang on, no one says it, but maybe some people do. He keep banging on about being bisexual. I tell you why, because I get really, I still get very, very uncomfortable saying it out loud. Look at my body language going down, scratching my ear. I get very uncomfortable saying it out loud. So I keep saying it until hopefully it stops being uncomfortable. And I'm saying it to people like Shan, who I know aren't going to go, ooh. I mean, I, I, who I suspect are probably going to give me a little pat on the back. She was so impressed, and when I said goodbye to her, she was saying, you know, that kind of honesty is f so freeing. And it's not just freeing for you. Yeah. And I know how freeing that's been for you. It's yeah. incredible, the weight lifted off your shoulders, and how much happier you've been. But, I'm, but also, there'll be someone listening to this who is still locked in there. Yeah. And it might just sow a little seed there. But look at me getting nervous now, right? And it's because... Um, and this is why I'm saying it to, to people like Shan, because they were, I'm, I'm suspecting, I don't know, there'll be a little, well done. Because I'm still really nervous and uncomfortable about it and a bit embarrassed. And I hate saying the word, and I had some friends over at the weekend, uh, and Simon brought it, before Conan came, Simon brought it up. And I was like, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it. And I, and I get really uncomfortable and really nervous. And I want to get to a point where I'm not uncomfortable and nervous about it and where I can just... Just say, you know, it's like asking for a cup of tea. That's what I want, and I'm not there yet. So I'm sorry if uh, people are bored of me going on about it, but I need to do it to get to a place where it's like second don't, nature. Don't apologise. Don't apologise. You deserve the space. Yeah. You, you have nothing to apologise for. And actually, you know what? It's no one else's business really anyway. But also, it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing to anyone who matters it's anyway. It's not a thing. Oh, three... Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Got some good, good guests this week as well as Shan. And we'll put that out as a podcast. We've got my life story coming in on Thursday. I've got the new album. I've not downloaded the new album yet. I mean, um, let's download it. We'll play. We'll play it this week. Um, my life story. Where where the hell where the hell is that? Um, and also. We've got Dennis the Corrier, the lead singer yeah. of Dr. Hook, on Friday. He's going to answer the question as to where the hell has he been for the last eight months? Why has he cancelled so many things? I can tell you why, because he nearly died. Uh, we've also got Andrew Gold. No, remind me. Oh, don't go, don't go, 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 go. Yes, we yes, yes. We spoke to Andrew Gold, was it last year, maybe the year before? He'd made a documentary about... Uh, an exorcist, a real-life exorcist. Where was that? Like in Argentina or... I think it was Argentina. It might something be Chile. like that, wasn't it? I think it was Argentina. Anyway, he's made another film, this time um, about uh, an extreme anti-abortionist. And she's just one of these kind of fascinating characters. She's in the Westboro Baptist type yeah. ilk. Um, and he's done his kind of... Um, it's almost kind of a Louis Theroux type thing he's got going on in that he's, you know, he speaks Spanish to them. He, uh, but there's an ing injection of sort of English deadpan, you know, while he's interviewing them. They get sometimes get quite annoyed with him. He stays charming and calm at all times. It's brilliant. Um, so he's got a new documentary and he's asked if he can talk about it. And, you know, talented people that make things uh, push our buttons. So he's on. He's on. I'm going to, should we play, let's try and play the new li My Life Story single. I've not heard it. Um, my Life Story. What's it? No filter. Okay. Let's have, let's have, we'll have a little listen to this. Let's have a little listen to this. So uh, Jake is coming in on Thursday. Let's have a little, um, let's have a little, uh, little snatch of this. Oh, I've got phone Saffron as well. I'm going to phone Saffron tomorrow. That's what we're going to do from Republica. Here we go.
back in vocal string. I can, I can do that. I can make that better. I'm sure you'd be thrilled. Yes, right. Standing before me, painted by the sun. And I'm intoxicated outside its fake every year. Oh. Image opaque, but in this room I can see your truth. There's no filter, no. There's no filter. Yes, man, I'm in! I'm in! I'm having some of that. Isn't it funny? You see that and then you get a tweet from someone, I'm going to kill you, you gay little twat. Go and kill yourself. <laughs> from a fake profile. So. Well, he's either going to kill you or you have to kill yourself. <laughs> I mean, is he lazy? Is he going to make the effort? <laughs> I don't know. So this confusing. person follows me, follows you, follows Harry Potter, and I don't know. Does he? <laughs> she, she does, yes. Um, oh, I've got a filter on my um, Twitter thing where it doesn't... Um, you don't get homophobic death threats? I don't get people who've no. got um, <laughs> n- no profile. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, guys. I am indestructible at the moment. I'm totally... This whole thing we were talking about, I, 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 I am indestructible. I used to get really upset by stuff on Twitter. And I may again. I may again. I used to get really upset with, with the Twitter and I would stay away from it. And I'd go back and I'd argue. Does It, it does nothing. It does nothing to me now. I'm genuinely laughing at that. I possibly replied to a few too many um, people today. That's fine. That's okay. Uh, it didn't affect me. It didn't impact me. It didn't... I'm indestructible when it comes to those idiots. And I love it. The freedom. The freedom is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to Pablo. Good evening, Pablo. Hip hip, how do? Yeah, very well, thank you. What you got for us? Oh, to Neil and uh, just just a saying, you yes. be you. Thank you, Pablo. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you, man. Because only you can. Thank you, man. I know. Um, just just for, for what we're saying. Um. But yeah, um, well, two things. One, um, kidnapping accomplices. Yeah. Uh, when I put myself forward. All right, now, do you want to be this? Sorry, do you want to be on the team, or are you asking to be the person who gets kidnapped? Well, well I'm, to be fair, I mean, as I say, uh, you know, uh, keep on keeping on and all that. But uh, I'm quite vanilla, vanilla in my uh, tendencies, so. Uh, I'll, I'll be the, the bad man. It would be a sex kidnap. I'm not talking about well, that. Oh, no, 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 not doing a sex kid. Oh, God, well, no, this is well, no, old-fashioned no, no. ransom. Well, yeah, no, to be fair, but if you were saying, am I the person who's going to be kidnapped, uh, and if I'm calling up to order a kidnapping, then there's going to be some sort of sexual element there. Okay. Uh, I would afford. Mr. But, well, no, I, Mr. Linton says, and he makes a great point, the hardest part of a kidnapping is collecting the ransom. Yeah. That's when you get caught. And then he says... I've got a foolproof plan. So Mr. Linton is totally, I mean, that's, that's a fake name already. He's the mastermind. Shut the 
front door. What? what? He's not the mastermind. I'm the mastermind. But he knows the escape plan. Um, he, no, I'm the mastermind, right? He's part of the team. Well, he sounds like a kind of Kaiser Soze type of character. He's going to walk in. He can take the money. He's going to get. Does that mean he's going to share the money? I don't think so. He's going to leave us fitted up like uh, like a dog's dinner. I trust Mr. Linton. Famous last words. I trust Mr. Linton. Your Honour. Jesus. You make me... Yeah, well, that, that's assuming you haven't been, like, shot in the belly or something wow, like that. Wow! This is outrageous! These, these, have you not seen Ransom? Uh, I've not seen Ransom, no. Well, it doesn't end well for the people who want the Ransom. Okay, like, well, okay, well, this is absolutely fine. This is absolutely fine. On a secondary note, um, well, I was going to say Elon Musk, he'd be a good one, because it might get a bit James Bondy um, in the old kidnapping attempt. But anyway, I'll, um, I'll DM you later. Okay. Um, but on a secondary note, I think I've finally uh, kind of swung into middle age ish. Yeah. Um, just working on life expectancy for somebody in the northeast is definitely probably about middle age. Um, but uh, I've got a child starting year two at school. Yeah. Um, you know, I've uh, just agreed to get a loft conversion. Sorry. Oh, exactly. Um, Going to get one big bedroom and a and a, and a separate uh, bathroom and shower. Very nice. Why, why, you, why, Catherine, why is he telling us about his, um, work being done on his home? Boasting, in it? Show off. Outrageous, Pabs. 0344 499 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian and Catherine on radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 It fits! Oh, right, do it again. Oh, 344-499-1000. Oh, 344-499-1000. I played a song today. I was playing the new Stephen Page album. Uh, it's new. It's about six months old. And the kids in the car, right? Because they like Bare Naked Ladies. And I'm, 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 I love Remy Nicole's second album, but Man Alive. I've heard it, I've heard four tracks on it so many times because they just sit there and jump into the tracks that they like. Over and over. I said, right, mm-hmm. we're going to listen to something else. What's wrong with kids? Very conservative in their Listen uh, to taste, a whole album. Listen to a whole album. They don't. It's a YouTube generation. So, I put on the Stephen Page album. It's a great rap. Oh, there's a song I wanted to play from it. Um, I might play it in a second so we haven't got any calls. Really, really good song, right? It's a great song. But there's one song, well, within the first minute, there were, and this is probably bad parenting on my part that I let go on for a minute. Within the first minute, we think there were between 20 to 30 Fs. And it was only at that point, it was only at that point I decided to skip on to the next one. At that point, enough was enough, was it? The kids were, kids were, oh, I tell you, you phoned us up when I was in the car with the kids driving them back uh-huh. home. Yeah. And you heard them laughing because they saw a baby in the next car. Yeah. They were wetting themselves they that saw must a baby. Have been some baby. Man alive. Literally 10 seconds after we put the phone down, they were in even more hysterics. We drove past on the other side of the road. There's this new building. It's like retirement, like apartments, right? Wardened housing or something. And I guess it's like five floors. Then on the top, my youngest went, look at the man skipping. And right on the roof was a topless old man. He's quite buff, but he was in like his early 60s. Yeah. Skipping. And I went, oh, yeah. My boys had never seen it's like they, it's like they'd just seen Jerry Lewis riding a clown's bike down the road. They were in, they were literally, not literally, they were almost wetting themselves, laughing. 
at this man skipping. And then they could, this, I don't know where they get this from. Then they concocted this scenario that the man skipping has a heart attack, falls off the building wow. and gets run over by a car. Gosh. How funny would that be? That got dark. Didn't it? And they were really, it was, they couldn't breathe. I thought my youngest was going to pass that bright red. <laughs> they are two very silly boys. It was outrageous behaviour. They're brilliant. They are. No, my boys are brilliant. My boys are brilliant. Can I play you, uh, no one's calling in, so let me play you um, Stephen Page. This song is amazing. Heal Thyself Part 2. It's the last track. This guy, I just think this, I, I consider this guy to be one of our friends, right? And he, he writes a song as good as this. Let me find, I can't remember what the song is called. Give me the track listing, guys. Um, give me the, give me the goddamn, give me the goddamn track listing. Um, I mustn't play the one that's got all the F's in. Oh, indulge me. Indulge me. Um, mm, 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 hang on. I know it's not a music show, but I'm, I'm about to make your lives better, right? I'm about to make your lives significantly better. Listen to this. This is great. I hope this is an advert for Grammarly. It's not so great. Uh, uh, have some of this.
We've had him sat there, singing to us. So good, so good. Such a nice man. Every now and then, he'll send me a nice little email just to keep me buoyed up. As uh, will Kevin, uh, the cellist, and uh, my mind has gone completely blank on um, the guitarist name. He does all the stuff for the kids in the hall. Craig, Craig Northy, that's yeah. who it is. Uh, Craig Northy just sent, sent an email, just saying, "Oh, sorry, I'm a bit of a tough time. Just please know we like you." And la, 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 la. But bare naked ladies, Ed does too. Ed they? does as well. I mean, just but that looking for the light. That's from Stephen Page, uh, "Heal Thyself Part Two. I, I, it's just been sat in my car for ages, and I just put it on. It's a little bit, a couple of sweary songs. Um, uh, but me and the boys, we just had that song on repeat this afternoon. The weather was gorgeous. We're driving, singing along to that. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, the last ten minutes of the show, dear listener, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, Paul Ross is on at one. Let's go to Nick. Good evening, Nick. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm glad you're in a better mood tonight, Ian. I've, I've been in a great mood for ages. Uh, th- no, no, the, the yes. other night, you didn't sound too happy. When was that? Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, there was now. a weird vibe the other night. Oh, there was why. a weird vibe. Weird. Yeah. I was happy, but there was a weird old vibe. Yeah, very spooky. But How I, are I, you tonight, I, Nick? Oh, thank you for asking. I've had a, a bit of a bad day, but... Um, Who do you want me to punch? <laughs> I'll punch someone for no. you. <laughs> no, no, no. I want you to listen to a piece of music. And it's not religious, although it is called Hallelujah. And it's played by Lindsay Sterling. And what she does is, as well as big concerts, she also does, um, uh, oh, I've, I've forgotten the word now, you know, just off, off the cuff sort of like... The, the, there's one tune she did, Hallelujah, in a New York subway with oh. her violin. Oh. And most people didn't even realise who she was. So what's, uh, what's her name? Lindsay Sterling. Lindsay Sterling? I don't know Lindsay Sterling. Lindsay Sterling. She's a top violinist, a top dancer. She does a little bit of singing. And there's this one piece where she does Hallelujah in, in, this, in this New York uh, subway. And... Most people just sort of stare at her like she's busking or something. Yeah. But a lot of people, well, well a few people actually recognise her for, you know, uh, who, she, who she is. She's an excellent violinist. And I just, I think, you know... She's, play, she, it, she's playing the Hammersmith Apollo, for crying out loud. That's some venue, October the 14th. Yeah, well, you know, there you go. But she'll also do off-the-cuff off appearances all over the place and and, you know one of them was uh in a new york subway and she did hallelujah on her violin she had like a blue hair i think it was uh, blue or purple hair at the time okay i'm trying to see if i can uh see if i can find it should be on youtube i'm looking on the old the old uh youtubington um uh i cannot I cannot, I cannot see that. I cannot see I, that video I, I, at this pre- present time. I cannot oh, see oh. that. Uh, I cannot see that video at this present oh, time. Oh, oh, it comes up as Lindsay Sterling, Hallelujah. Yeah. And it's. I, 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 I think, uh, an extra letter I, in there somewhere, but let me have a look. 
Is this something? Ha le lu ya Oh, wait, oh, hang on. Uh, there we go, there we go. There we go. Oh, bloody advert for Grammarly. Jeez, people just just learn how to be grammatically correct. Stop getting apps. This is idiocracy. This is what we're heading towards. Thickos who need apps to... Here's the thing. The people that most need it will never download that app. No. There we go. This is New York, New York City Underground Station. No, New York City Underground Station. Can you see it? She just stood there looking like a busker. She stood there looking like a busker. That's right, just, but just, just in raggedy clothes and she's busking in New York City. But it's so beautiful, the acoustic. Man and the major call the only God of water, God, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. That's nice, that's nice, I like that, Nick, I like that. Oh, nice one. Thanks, man. Thanks, for, thanks for bringing that into our lives. I appreciate that, Nick. Thank you very much indeed. 0344-499-1000. Where's Sheila? Sheila's gone. Sheila was there. Sheila's gone. This is these scatty, scatty people. You got to be. Uh, you just got to keep. You got to keep your eye on them because they just disappear immediately. You're right, boy. You're looking a bit tired, mate. I am tired. Yeah. But the kids go back to school on Wednesday. Hey, hallelujah. I'm going to just drag my, <laughs> my raggedy ass out of bed tomorrow one more time. Well, who's taking them to school on Wednesday? Uh, well, me. Hallelujah. The raggedy ass has to stay out of bed tomorrow and the day after it will be going straight back to bed as soon as the kids are dropped off. I got a busy couple of days, busy couple of days coming up, but I, I can cope with it. I'm looking forward to it. Good evening, fake Sheila. Hello, I hung up because I didn't get on because that call was brilliant. So I thought I'd hang up and oh no. Okay, well I'll tell you what, we've got a producer here. Her name is Catherine and she and, can decide. And we have time for you, so oh, please thank you. hold forth. So a couple of things. Yes, sir. Can I apply to be part of the heist? The kidnapping No, heist? not you. Yes, please. You've been, oh, ter- you've been terrible. First, that is a, firstly, it's a kidnapping, not a heist. Yeah, well, I can do either. Want to become a criminal? I don't want a jack of all trades. I want a master of... No. I, I want a king, of, really a king of one trade. Mm, I don't no. want no dames on the team. Uh, look, I'd really like to do it. So I'm trying to do a list of things, like 20 things to do before you're 20, 30 things to do before you're 30, 40 things to do before you're 40. Well, I think you're a bit late for the blah, first blah, 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 of those blah. options, yeah, aren't you? Yes, so probably 50 things to do before 50. Okay. So I'm trying to get, and that's what I'd like to do. Give, me, Criminal. Your, give me your top three things you could bring to a kidnapping. Um, I'm innocent looking. I've met you. I don't know if you are, actually. I am, because people would never think I would do it. But I would. Okay, all right. We'll put that number one, innocent looking, yes. Um, I can do karate level one. What do you mean karate level one? You're talking about <laughs> piano level one. Karate is a white belt. <laughs> yes. I that's don't it. want a wa- That's not a karate master. And no, I can swim. Karate man. You can swim. I can swim. <laughs> oh, and I talk to animals. I forgot. This is what I was going to call about earlier. Okay. I, d- I discovered something really interesting, and it's happened like four times this week. Yes. I'm not scared of spiders, but 
uh, my mate that comes around is terrified of spiders. Yeah. And there's a massive one this, this week because it's spider season. Spider so season, I've yeah. learned... New spider you, season on CBS. You, the thing is, no one likes them, I'll put them outside. Never kill one, I'll put it out on the tree. So... Tree? What, yes. What I've learned, you scream at the spider and it stops. It stops like it's a dog or a cat. It puts its little, like, paw up and it stops. Please come in, Paul. Spiders have paws now, everyone. Spiders have got paws? It. You can catch it. I'm like a spider whisperer, so that's a score. You ever it screamed stops. at a spider, Paul? As far as I'm aware, from my limited knowledge of spiders and arachnids, they have no sense of hearing. They work so on vibration. What happen? They run, at, they run across the room as soon as I scream. Well, that's because they, they look stop. at you, Sheila. They that's because they see you. <laughs> Oh yes, that's probably it. <laughs> the, the scr- sc- screaming at <laughs> a spider isn't going to have any effect. Well, that sounds like an early right. 80s new romantic right. album by right. somebody, doesn't right. it? Screaming right. at Spiders by Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> Good night. Bye. What was that? Go, go well. Oh, story, <laughs> yeah, right, thank you. All right, I mean, I've got no idea what was going on there. 5850 <laughs> is our out time. Although she can talk to animals generally, maybe you should go in for pet napping first and build up to kidnapping. Because if, and if, as she can swim, maybe if, say, Ken Livingston was yeah. still a newt fancier, she yeah. could pet nap some of Ken's newts and you could blackmail him as a trial I, run. I want to kidnap somebody, I want to kidnap someone, I want to get a million dollars. It's not a complicated plan. I don't want pets involved, I don't want water involved. What's what? Can I have someone to get a million dollars? Not a lot to ask, is it? It's not a lot. Not even a bucket list thing. It's pure finance. She asked, I want a million dollars and it will be divvied out amongst the gang. I, but I am the brains. I'm the... It's got to be 50 and then the rest... Ringleader. Yeah, 50 for you and then the rest take... Exactly. Yeah. Um... Oh, you got 20 seconds, Paul. What's coming up? Uh, we're talking about Mudlarking. Lovely new book I've just finished. We've got the author, a woman called uh, Layla Makram on the programme. Best-selling book. It's a lovely book about what she's found along the banks of the Thames beautiful. and elsewhere. Oh, I love stuff like that. And I wish I was doing it even as I speak now, because it's a beautiful time. She's going to go kind of an evening mudlarking. Paul, we should be listening. This is Talk Radio. We are Talk Radio.